Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! You went the batter it got. Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. We're back. Yeah. We had to protest for a week for Obama giving health care to all the poor people. Fuck them. <laughs> so we're back. We're doing our Japanese fighting icon double feature. It's Silver and Gold without honor and humanity. Yeah. I am the loaf with me, Dr. Zahn. <laughs> That was the Skype yawn. Um, so yeah, the two movies this week we have. Uh, uh, I'm gonna get the Japanese name up so I can slaughter. It. Um, we have uh, the Executioner from uh, what the hell year is that made? Um, Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Seventy-four. <laughs> Thirty-four. That's my waist size. It's almost mine. I'm like when a 36. I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. It's God's uh, the Executioner from '74, or it's also called uh, Chokugeki Jikoguken. What? And also Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, one of the Millennium series from 2002, also called. Wait, it had a different name I saw the other day that had something to do with Mechagodzilla's secret weapon. Because Gojira Tai Mechagojira does not... I don't think that's... I think that's Versus, so, and that would have been the 70s one, so that somebody might have the name wrong on... Oh, here we go. Oh, that's the tagline. Kido Kyome Hyosai Startup Resonance Smashed Ice. That was the tagline. So, uh, we'll get to those soon. Zom, how are you, sir, after this uh, well, glorious yeah. week off? Kind of down. Oh, are you all right? Anything, but things are just kind of, you know. Is everything okay? <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. Fuck. Everybody chill out. <laughs> no, everything's great. I, um, it's fine. It's all right. I mean, shit. Just because I post fucking songs like that are like you know maybe like a sad song. Or oh, something. you know what? My what? wife asked the same thing. Now that I think about it, she's like, "Do I need to worry about uh, about this?" And I and I, I said, "You had posted something about like you and like that she had inspired this pick. Oh, the song about, about yeah, blowing your brains she, out. She posted something about fucking." Uh, a sad. This song is so sad, or something. So I posted this song that I thought was really sad because I, 
and it was this one London Choir Boys. I don't love you anymore. Uh, for and when me and this one girl broke up, I listened to that song over and over, <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, uh, about this guy, and he goes to see his ex girlfriend, and I guess or ex wife or whatever, and they have a little kid, and you know. Uh, and they're just sitting uncomfortably at the table. And I put, this song made me want to blow my brains out or something. Is that why everybody's fucking I asking think, how I, I feel? I, th- I think that might be, because my, my wife asked me, she's like, do I need to worry about this? And I'm no. like, no. No. Shit, it, and then there's you, no bullet that could go through this fat fucking head. Then you really, then you really <laughs> confused her when you posted the, 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 this post is not about Jane and with the, with the two gorillas fighting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really confused about that one. Well, now, Jesus Christ, okay. Get, <laughs> she needs to get on top of her game if she's going to do the Facebook thing. She posted something on her thing that said, um, uh, this this uh, post isn't about you. And it's just like one of those generic posts about any, you know, just uh, <laughs> post. And so that's why I posted this Facebook. Oh, she posted this Facebook status is not about you. And it had something, but it was just a generic thing that she posted. So I put this Facebook status is not about Jane, right? Yeah. Okay. And it was two gorillas, and they're either fighting or dancing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so now a- I know why everybody's fucking asking me if I'm okay, dude. Seriously, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> and if I wasn't, I wouldn't be posting all over Facebook some sad sack shit about like, oh my god, he'd, he'd be in a tub of cold, bloody water without and not be recording right now. I can't reach my razor blade because I don't have the energy. No, 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 that is not me. If I am in a bad mood, I will go get a blowjob. I will let I'll let Jane know because she doesn't listen to this shit. She won't hear the. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! Tell her to fucking chill the fuck out and work on her Halloween costumes. She's no she's anyway. Seriously, I, that's that's what that was. I mean, I I kept thinking, why does everybody keep asking me if I'm okay? That might be it. That might be it. So that's yeah, definitely it. Pretty cool. Th- I swear to God, how can you listen to this show? That's like a horror hound. I have to explain to people. Seriously. We're not, as, we're not as terrible as we sound, I promise. Yes, it's a fucking show. We're <laughs> trying to be funny. If we say something, well, if we say racist stuff, that's usually probably true. <laughs> but anything else, don't worry, you know. See, that was a joke. Now everybody don't fucking freak out. God dude, damn. Dude, you know, All right, we, so ha- anyway. we, we, you know we, have, we know we have some black listeners, right? What? No. <laughs> maybe, so anyway, Ch- maybe Chinese, uh, too. Say, man. All right, uh, let's get down to the, th- to the th- things are all right here. Nothing, uh, nothing outstanding the last couple okay. weeks. I, I'm working into a kind of a. I, I kind of have a fixed schedule at work, so it's 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 been kind of nice knowing what I'm going to work every day. Granted, it's still you know anywhere from nine in the morning until whatever, but you know it's it's kind of neat finally having a normal schedule. Uh, so um, other than that, you know, been pretty. Run of the mill kind of days, so I got a few movies in. What have you been watching? What? Oh, what? 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 Okay, let's go. Now everybody's going to think that I have a big list. I'm not depressed, and I don't have a big list. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Okay, first thing I watched was 1970, and this was directed by Martin Ritt. Uh, I can't believe people are... Whatever. Anyway, that's in the past. They're just worried about you, buddy. 
Oh my God, sad me. Uh, starring James Earl Jones, Jane Alexander, and Lou Gilbert or Gilbert, and it's the Great White Hope. Uh, this is uh, was a stage play that James Earl Jones was in for quite a while. Uh, very very popular, and it's pretty much the uh, story of heavyweight uh, champion, the first black heavyweight champion, uh, Jack Johnson. Now, in this movie, I think they call him Jack Jefferson. They changed his name for some reason. I don't know why, because I don't think it was changed in the play. But for some reason, they changed it in the movie. Hmm. This is a good movie. Uh, I've watched it several times. It is on YouTube in its entirety. Yeah. And, it shows, and if you watch this and watch um, the documentary about Jack Johnson, that's a good companion piece. I can't even speak. I'm so depressed. Anyway, uh, the next thing I watched, uh, the next thing, I watched uh, 2011's Drive Angry, uh, which was directed by Patrick Lussier, or is it Lucier? I don't know. I and it stars Nicolas Cage and Amber Heard and William Fichtner. Uh, it's a fun movie. It's not great, uh, but it's fun. The more you watch it, the more fun it becomes because Nicolas Cage, um, I don't know. I kind of like Nicolas. His, his hair always looks ridiculous with his hair pieces. <laughs> but I think that he you know, makes some pretty decent just uh, uh, action-y uh, fun action movies, yeah. like they're almost kind of like drive-in movies used to be. Uh, and Amber Heard in this movie, she just did not turn me on. But in that one, uh, The Informers, uh, she was pretty hot. The um, I saw that I saw that in the Dollar Theater when it came out or when it was out. And I how much was it? I think it was a dollar fifty. Actually, Shit. we don't we don't have a Dollar Theater. Um, but the um, the uh, I will always remember seeing that screening because there was a, this uh, old dude that was there watching it, and after the movie was over, he was almost the last one, and he could not get out of his chair. And I helped him fat I, or because no, like, he was really skinny, but he just really weak, and he couldn't get up. And I helped him stand up, but and God, can he you looked, imagine if he would have died oh. watching Nicolas Cage? The last thing he saw was <laughs> Nicolas Cage and, and Amber Heard with her saggy jean shorts. Saggy jean shorts. But you know the good thing about the saggy jean shorts, if she was like a real slut and she sat down and like with her legs spread, you could and she didn't have any underwear on. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, from 1980. Okay, and uh, this movie was called The Mirror The Mirror Cracked. And it is an Agatha Christie, uh, based on an Agatha Christie novel, directed by Guy Hamilton. And uh, it has like an all, it has like an all-star cast. <laughs> uh, Angela Lansbury, um, Tony Curtis, Rock Hudson, um, Elizabeth Taylor, and Kim Novak. And I liked I like it because it um, takes place uh, while they're making a movie. Rock Hudson is the director. Tony Curtis is the producer. And uh, Liz Taylor is Rock Hudson's wife, and she stars in the movie. But Kim Novak, unbeknownst, 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 to Elizabeth Taylor's character, uh, hires Kim Novak, her rival, to be in the movie too. So they hate each other's guts and they're always saying real mean ass shit to each other, which is fun. Angela Lansbury is in it and she plays Miss Marple. 
and uh, uh, Edward Fox is really good in it. Uh, he was in uh, Day of the Jackal. He was the Jackal in Day of the Jackal. Um, it's a murder mystery. And let me tell you a funny story, people. Listen up. I started okay. Now, when you watch a iTunes rental, as when you start watching it, you have 24 hours to finish it, and then it just disappears. I started watching this, and I got about halfway through, and then I got interrupted. So the next night, I thought, okay, I better finish that movie, and I started watching it again. Now, this is a movie that has several different characters. They're all famous people, and like a lot, like uh, Murder on the Orient Express and stuff like that, you, you're given these red herrings and things or all this evidence, and then you have to try and decide at the end, try and figure out who the killer was, which is the same thing that... Uh, Hercule Perrault or Miss Marple or whoever, they all do the same thing. I got down to the last, I think, five minutes of this cocksucker. <laughs> and she's, try- she's uh, going to figure out who, who is the killer was. And somebody came over and started talking to me. And so I had to pause it. And when I went back and I hit play, it said, cannot fucking open the thing. So this is a really good movie, I think. <laughs> but I still don't know who did it. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, <laughs> and the reason I watched that was is because I got in a Rock Hudson kind of a, a mood. And this next movie that I watched uh, with The Rock in it is um, 1966's John Frankenheimer movie Seconds. Uh, and they just reviewed this on um, Projection Booth podcast, and the guest podcaster on the show was none other than the GGTMC's own Sam U dot period Rye. Wow. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. And so anyway, I watched it. I've seen it before. I like John Frankenheimer. This is a very strange and odd John Frankenheimer movie. Uh, Probably Now, I don't know... Uh, a lot of Rock Hudson's roles were either the big handsome guy or he was in light, fluffy uh, romantic comedies with like Doris Day or something like that. But I think this was probably his most challenging role. It might have been uh, – I'm trying to think of other ones that he might have been in that were um, – where he – like his acting was – but I thought his acting in this one was the most challenging and maybe his best. I mm-hmm. liked him in Giant though too. Um, but there's some odd, like when you see Spike Lee movies and something happens to somebody and they're like almost in shock and they're walking, but they, they're like on a dolly and the camera's in front yeah, of them just yeah, in their yeah. face. I, he had to have gotten that from, well, I don't know where Frankenheimer got it, but he did it in this movie and that's 1966. Cool. And Spike Lee was probably just still sperm in his dad's balls at the time. Uh, Rock <laughs> Hudson. There's a lot of people in this. Will Gear, who was, um, uh, he was eight years old. The grandpa on the Waltons is in this. Uh, he's really good. He was good in, um, oh, executive action with, but Lancaster too. Um, so that was a good one. Uh, there was another one I left out. Let me find it real quick. Where's that rock at? Where's that rock? Hey, Rock, where you at? Where you at, buddy? There's Rock. Come on, Rock. I watched a movie, and I forgot to. I must have forgot to write it down, and it stars Rock Hudson and, um, oh, what's his name? The, the uh, singer, uh, when the moon hits you, I like a big pizza. Dean bite. Martin. It's, yes, Dean Martin. That's amore. It's called Show, is it Showdown? 
think it's show. Yes, Showdown, which was <laughs> wow, uh, good covering. Uh, director George <laughs> Seaton from 1973. This movie's called Showdown, and did I? I might have talked about this last week because I seem to remember saying Susan Clark, who was married to Alex Karras. Yes, I did talk about this last time. Okay. Which was a long time ago. But yes, it's it not that great, but it could have been better. <laughs> I already said that. Uh, next thing I watched was, let me get back to what I was, uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. I watched that too. 1993. Oh, wait, and, no, I didn't watch that one. Okay. <laughs> I found, I, I bought this one. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the 50th anniversary. Uh, this is part two, right? Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Two. It must be part two. There was a, there was another. Yes. There's two 70s Mecha Godzilla movies. Well, this is a, this is one of the newer ones. But this, this is I don't think the second one was called Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Okay. And this one was directed by Takao Akawa oh, Oka, <laughs> Okawara. Yes, I'm sorry. Him. Takao Okawara, and it's Masahiro Takashima, Ryoko Sano, and Magumi Adaka. And uh, I, I'm, I gotta tell you, people, I saw the one we're gonna review today, and then uh, you know, so I was excited to watch this one. This one, to me, I'm sorry to all you Godzilla fans. God damn, man, this one was a turd. I did not <laughs> like it at all. It it had too much stupid shit in it. I don't like the fucking. Uh, they didn't call it Godzuki, but they had a baby Godzilla in it that was like, oh, the son of Godzilla. He's dumb. This uh, fucker was probably, you know. Six feet tall, and it had goo-goo eyes, and it looked like a kind of a... It was just dumb. I did not like this one at all. It was hard to even finish it. I rented it on iTunes, and I must have fucking paused that cocksucker 20 fucking times (laughs) because I just could not even get into it. Um, I'll see. I jumped ahead, so I'm going to go to the end here. Minila or something like that is... uh, Minita is is the son of Godzilla, but he was in a few movies, I think. He was in one I watched this week, too. Now was he not real big? He was just kind of smaller. Yeah, he was, and he, he would blow rings of rings of radiation as opposed to yeah, as opposed to a stream. Balls. Um, I watched. I'm, I'm jumping to the end of my list because I hit the buttons too much or something. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Guillermo Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim from 2013. Yeah. Uh, I have watched this twice now. Um, I watched it one night, and then the next night, or last night, I watched it again. Um, Idris Elba is fucking awesome in it. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Okay, I will say this about him. He was good in that role, but his line delivery, no matter what he's saying, is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he we took him on at the... Da, 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 da. He'd be like, my cat died. My mom got hit by a truck. I love you. I'm so happy. <laughs> I love, you know, he's not quite – I don't think he's like really all the way Sam Worthington bland because he has a – he's good looking. and But he does his strut. Like if you watch Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> he has this kind of way of walking like when he's trying to be cool. Like he puts his chest back and he, and he kind of walks from side to side with his thumbs in his uh, pants. And, <laughs> and he gets this like uh, his nostrils kind of flare up a little bit when he's pissed and he's pers- – like has – I don't know how to put it. But anyway – Anyway, I liked this fucking movie. I thought it was really good. It had a lot more. T- First of all, I was surprised that it was two hours long. Mm. No, well, yeah, okay, it was a little, a little over two hours, but it, it not in a bad way. Which there's yeah. another movie on here that I have that was not in a good way. That's over two hours. Um, I thought there was a lot. There was a lot more substance to this than I expected. 
Uh, and um, this was everything. This was good in a in a way that Transformers missed. Because when I watch Transformers, any of those movies, I think, God, you know, I just cannot get into these giant robots fighting and stuff. This was done in such a way that, I mean, I really liked it. I really got into it. And, but, I'm, I mean, I pretty much like, uh, so far, everything that Guillermo, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro <laughs> that he does. So, anyway, but Idris Elba was fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see, next one. Now, some of these are ones that I've talked about before, so I won't go into them too much. The Gray with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, that fucking, I've said this a million times, the scene on the plane when the guy dies. I was almost in tears Oof. the other night watching that. I, it's just fucking so emotional. And then, now don't, everybody, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> but when Liam Neeson's thinking about his, I, I don't know if it was supposed to be his ex, ex-wife or his estranged wife or girlfriend or whatever, or if she died, whatever, I don't know. But goddamn, man, this movie has some emotional shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I was so depressed and I wanted to kill myself. Um, <laughs> I watched Looper again. Goddamn, man, this movie gets better every time you fucking watch it. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, I still, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, makeup, still, I don't think they needed to go with the makeup as much as they tried to because mm-hmm. I think that he looks like he has makeup on. Like his eyebrows are really dark and his, like maybe stuff around his eyes. Bruce Willis is really good in this. I like um, when they're sitting at the uh, diner and Joseph Gordon Levitt, just like anybody else would do, says, You know, well, what if I do this? And he goes, It doesn't matter, you know, because he's probably answered that over and over and over because he's went back to the same spot every time. <laughs> And you know, but anyway, and I, I uh, the rain, the rainmaker thing, even you know, even though I know who the rainmaker is, yeah. When they're talking about him at the beginning, it's just like the way they, the way they play the music and the way they talk about him, it's just like fuck, the, you know, <laughs> this thing's gonna be just so, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, Emily Blunt is she's got a fucking fine ass on her, and I really like her <laughs> a lot. And that guy, um, let's see, is this what his what his name is? No, that's not him. I don't like him. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Garrett uh, Dillahunt. He plays the uh, looper or, or the uh, gat man yeah, that like comes him. to the house and the rainmaker thing. Uh, he, I really like him. I, yeah. I really liked him in this because he wasn't like a giant butthole. And he was also in No Country for <laughs> Old Men. Uh, he was also he? in the uh, uh, no. He wasn't in No Country. He was in the uh, the assassination uh, assassination of Jesse James. Oh, he was in No Country for Old Men. Was he? Played, he? Oh, he played uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones's uh, deputy. Oh, that's right. I just yeah. watched that too. But I really that's like right. him. Uh, Piper Perabo has a really nice ass, but she has like my tits are bigger than her tits. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know what that says. <laughs> Maybe that's oh. She doesn't have very big boobs at all. I mean, like, she's not completely flat-chested, but she's damn near close. And I just looked up that uh, Garrett Dillahunt and fucked my list up, so I'll just go even back. Uh, Star Trek, the new Star Trek with uh, Khan. Well, um, spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) I still like that movie. Some people are like, oh, it's fucking stupid. Well, let me tell you something, people. It's not that fucking stupid. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, I watched Iron Man 3, um, and that's the one that I think was way too long. Did, I mean, and it, it should have been called Tony Stark 3 because 99% of the time 
he is not in his armor and he's just Robert Downey Jr. Uh, <laughs> and like um, I'm trying to think. I, I We had a big long discussion on the Gentleman's Guide to Comics uh, uh-huh. about the Mandarin. Um, I think it's just a typical um, comic book thing. I said it's like put, they put 100 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. And so they took the extremist story and they took the Mandarin story, they threw it together, and that's how they came out instead of just doing – I would rather just have them do one or the other yeah. and keep them true to the characters. I thought Guy Pierce was really good in it though. Um, and uh, Ben, ben – uh, what's his face? Kingsley. Kingsley. He was good. Yeah, he was funny. And even if they – because I know there were some people that were – that said that they don't like the Mandarin character for the same reasons that like the – uh, character in in uh, movies and in books of uh, Fu Manchu, uh, it's kind of it's considered like a racial stereotype that the yellow uh, terror or whatever, mm-hmm. the evil you know Asian guy and all this and that. Right. Uh, I'm not Asian, and I can see where that would offend them. It's it'd be like you know uh, if a black person if there's somebody playing uh, I don't know like they said uh, Song of the South or something like that, but. Um, even if they would have had Ben Kingsley, keep not going. Asian. I'll be right back. Okay, but even if they would have had him not be Asian and continue to be this kind of weird, crazy hillbilly preacher kind of a guy, that would have been cool too. Uh, but anyway, it was good. It just was. It was. I thought it was pretty long. Uh, they could have trimmed it down, and uh, we needed more Iron Man fighting. Uh, the next thing I watched was uh, fare- a farewell to arms. Let me look this up real quick, people. I'm on my own now. Okay, now this um, this was this all was another one of my um, Rock Hudson movies, and there's two a uh, farewell to arms. There's one with Gary Cooper from 1932. This was Rock Hudson. Uh, it was from 1957 and directed by Charles Vidor and John Huston. So I don't know if one started and the other one took up the slack. It's based on an Ernest Hemingway uh, novel. And how um, stars Jennifer Jones? Um, I gotta tell you something, people. Now let me see it. Let me tell you something. Let's listen real close. This movie is good, but Jesus fucking Christ, could it be any more depressing? Which one? That's uh, it's called a farewell to arms with Rock Hudson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it's a uh, 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 Rock Hudson is. Uh, an American, and he goes and joins uh, the Italian army in World War One, and they're fighting the Germans. And um, he meets a a nurse, and they fall in love. And then he has to go to the front. He's an ambulance driver. He's like a conscientious objector. But Jesus Christ, man, fuck <laughs> it. Okay, first of all, it's long. It's 152 minutes. But uh, talk about bleak. Give me a break. That's all I have. <laughs> Talk about bleak. Was that the last one? Yeah, I like well, World I War One movies. I need. To... And I and I I I, uh, I was telling Loaf I got the book Exquisite Mayhem, Apartment Wrestling. <laughs> uh, now this book, I swear to God, is like two feet by two feet. It's this. It's a it's a photography book, and back in the seventies. Um, 
these pro wrestling magazines, I guess that they kind of started to drop off uh, their their publishing or you know their sales. Right. So Bill Apter or whoever decided, hey, let's. Uh, they had this one photographer that was in Los Angeles, and he took all the pictures at the Olympic where like Freddie Blassie, Mil Moscaris, John Tolis, and these guys, Black Gordman and Goliath and Chavo Guerrero, they all wrestled in Los Angeles at the Olympic. And um, uh, Jean LaBelle's mother, Eileen Eaton. Uh, her and his uh, brother, Mike LaBelle, were the promoters. Now, Gene LaBelle was, he's in, been in a shitload of movies. He's a fucking stuntman. He's been, he was in the Stallone prison movie, all a bunch of fucking movies. Um, and he's the one that supposedly made Seagal piss his pants uh, uh, by choking him out in, on, on a movie set. But anyway, they said, let's, you know, if we, how can we help sales? Why don't we shoot uh, these – they're phony. Uh, they just get these models and say that they were apartment wrestling. And they would have um, – this guy owned an apartment, and he would change the, the furnishings around, put up different pictures on the wall each photo session to make it look like it was a different apartment. And he would have these chicks in, like, bikinis, and they would – they didn't know anything about wrestling. He would just have the wrestling pictures that he took, and he would say, okay, mimic this pose. And it would be like the Sheik having Terry Funk in a camel clutch. So he ends up with candy samples having Seika in a camel clutch, which is the cover of the fucking – uh, so when you were a little kid in the or teenager, a little kid in the seventies, when you got these wrestling magazines, it would have Bruno San Martino, it would have everything, but it would have one article that was apartment wrestling, and he said that he would actually have women contact him and say, "How can I get in on this? I want to wrestle one of these girls," thinking it was real. That's funny. And he said most of the women that he got were like, you know, these free-spirited hippie chicks. He went through a, a, a modeling agency the first three times, and then each time he did that, he would tell the girls that were modeling, hey, do you have any friends that would want to do this? And so then he never had to go to the agency anymore. He said they asked him – at the beginning of the book, there's like about five pages where they just interview this guy or six. And these are big pages because it's a fucking huge book. The fucking book must weigh 30 pounds. I'm <laughs> telling you if, you, if you dropped it on your foot, you probably might break your foot. You definitely would blot your toenails would turn black. Um, <laughs> but it's not just the apartment wrestling. Like you might turn one page and, it, it would, and it's got some explicit pictures too because he took pictures of, some, of the girls, like some of them completely naked. And you get full-blown buttholes. You get pussy lips, nipples and everything. But then you'll you'll – on the pay opposite page will be like Freddie Blassie and the Sheik in a cage match. A oh, great big huge picture. So there's both. If you keep, if you bought it, I paid like sixty some dollars for it. Wow. And when I I forgot I bought it. And when I, I the post office put a thing in my mailbox that said you have a package at the post office. So I went and got it. And I'm thinking, okay, it must be one of those goddamn Godzilla DVDs. This guy hands me this huge fucking cardboard thing, and when I picked it up, I was like, fuck, what the hell is this? Did somebody send me something? <laughs> um, and now on the one side, I think the, the one side of the cover is I think a picture of Don Morocco before he was Magnificent Morocco and his face is all bloody. So if you buy it and you want to put it on your coffee table and like your mom's coming over or something, you can flip that side over. <laughs> and then when your friends come over, you can flip the Seika candy samples uh, camel clutch side. But that's, that's a hell of a picture. And I might be going to see Seika tomorrow, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, to get her aut to autograph that book for me if I can get some sleep and go. And that's all I have. Let's <laughs> get off here so you can get some sleep and go. Ooh. <laughs>
Um, I didn't watch a ton. I'm still playing my game, uh, but I did get the um, the new Legends of Mid South uh, Blu-ray from WWE. I found two Best Buy gift cards that I had that equaled twenty five dollars, and it was twenty seven dollars. So I paid two dollars for it. Um, this thing is great. Like I, it's it's it is probably my favorite favorite and I, I think I said this online it's probably my favorite uh WWE released DVD set that their disc set that they've done and that's comparing it to back uh I think it was WrestleMania 17 which I watched over and over again because I fucking love that one Who was um, the main event of that? That How was the it? the Rock uh the Rock oh. Austin. Oh okay. Yeah and then there was that that tables ladders the big first big tables ladders chairs match or one of the first big ones and uh between uh Edge. The Hardys and then Edge and Christian and yeah. uh, who else was in that? Dudley's maybe, but um, but yeah, this this is a great set. Lots of stuff about Ted DiBiase or DiBias, and um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not. I never realized the 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 angle that they did with uh, uh, Murdoch and DiBiase. I never knew about that um, where uh, they were arguing over who was going to get to wrestle Ric Flair and. Murdoch threw uh, DiBiase into this metal yeah. post, and his fucking head, when it hit, he said DiBiase says in he the hit little, the artery, yeah, and he said every time his heart would hit, every time his heart would beat, blood would squirt out of his fucking forehead, and yeah. so they just took him into the back, and they didn't even stitch him. I don't know why they didn't stitch him up. They just because they a, wanted it to be, but no, they wanted it to be bloody. Well, they, but I'm surprised he didn't die. They take him, yeah, they take him back, and they just put a big fucking like. They said they put a pressure bandage on it, but it, it like it fucking soaked through and fell off. And yeah. he came out and wrestled Ric Flair. That was called that the Spirit anyway. of '76. That was fucking gross, man. He was still squirting blood while he was wrestling Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine what that? I wonder if that would smell like, like you know, when you smell like meat, pennies, and blood. yeah, <laughs> a handful yeah. of pennies. The, the, uh, that's what they always say, like a woman when she's on her thing. Yeah. You go down there and jump, the, jump. Chompy chomp, uh, <laughs> but Ric Flair was even fucking covered with Ted DiBiase's blood. It was all over his legs and everything. It's a good thing Ted DiBiase didn't have hepatitis or yeah. something else. The um, but there's yeah. some just, there's some good stuff on there. They talk about the Freebird some and Buddy Roberts, and they talk about um, and they got they they did good. They got some interviews with some guys. Like they have some they have uh, Steve Williams talking a few times. They have Buddy Roberts talking a few times. Both of them died a couple years or about a year and did, a half ago. So. Was Buddy talking through the? Yeah, they, but him, 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 both of them were talking through. Uh, the, um, but it's it's, it's 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 interesting the way they set it up because a lot of their DVDs have been, you know, feature length documentary followed by matches. This uh-huh. one is, you know, a couple minutes of talking and then the mat, then a couple matches or match or two of what they were talking about. And then talking again. So like Terry Taylor talking about him fighting Ric Flair and how, and he told the story, uh, Ric Flair was like out all night beforehand. Uh, they were fighting in the Superdome and Ric Flair was out all night beforehand. Uh, and he came into the arena like 30 minutes before their match, still maybe even drunk. And he sends Terry Taylor to go get him some coffee. And he's like, man, he said he was so, he's so pissed. He said, Ric Flair is supposed to make me look good tonight and blah, blah, blah. And he's here drunk. He's not going to be able to, uh, you know, he's going to cancel or something. And he goes out there and he said when the, when the, he came out first and then Ric Flair came out and he said he, his hair was immaculate. He looked good. And about 40 minutes into the match, <laughs> Taylor was like, 
I I'm done. Like I got, he couldn't breathe. He said, Ric Flair was like, come on, get the, let's go, let's go. And he, he said he was no, never happier to, to lose a match than he was in that one. Cause he was just exhausted and Ric Flair somehow pulled it out, drank coffee and took a nap and was uh, good to go. Um, but it's a great set. Um, I highly recommend it. And if you have a Blu-ray player, get the Blu-ray cause it's got a lot of extra stuff on it. Um, it's got, uh, it's got Hacksaw Jim Duggan's little extra featurette on it, and he has a funny little thing where he's showing everybody his two by fours. Do you think he would smell like a wet dog? <laughs> yes, he. Ugh. Yeah, he, he looks uh, even when they're interviewing him now, he still looks a little wet dogish. So, <laughs> but uh, I watched a few movies. So I started just watching a lot of movies with the name Executioner. Uh, I watched The Traveling Executioner with Stacy ah. Keach. Um, this is a it, it's it, I guess it's around World War One era. It's an um, odd film. Yeah, he's a he's a guy that ha- carries around a generator and an electric chair, and he goes around these several several counties somewhere in the south. I don't know if they ever say, and like his he just gets paid by prisons to execute guys on death row. Um, but he kind of falls for this one woman that's on death row. Uh, so it's kind of that him trying to figure out. How not to kill her? It's really it's a bizarre movie though. Like yeah, working with a concept. Guy that, yeah, how to how to bring a they start they're trying to figure out maybe how they can bring her back to life and all this stuff. But it's uh it's is and Stacy Keach is awesome in it. It's 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 not a fantastic movie, but he's really good. I, it's it's hard to find one at least. Well, it's hard to find one from that time where yeah. he's you know. He yeah, might, he he became like a, a big time check casher. Yeah. He got fat and everything, but. Uh, Pre, I mean, like in the seventies when mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's like uh, Fat City and some of those. I mean, he was just awesome. Yeah. Just about everything he was in. Um, I watched uh, the One Armed Executioner. What? Uh, this is a Filipino movie. Um, it's a. Uh, I mean, if you can, if you've ever seen one of the movies, uh, it's a, it's a revenge movie completely. And I'm pretty sure I've seen 14 Indonesian films that do the same thing where uh, some kind of agent's family gets killed before his face and he has to, you know, it's kind of a death wish kind of thing, except he's a cop already. He's not a just a vigilante. Um, but they cut off his arm, so it's like a lot of it is him training how to be awesome with only one arm. Uh, it, there's some funny stuff in it, but it's kind of shitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> If you've seen the, if you've seen that one, there's a, a, the, a not quite Hollywood type movie um, about Filipino movies. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but they talk a lot about this one director, and he uh, he directed this. What is his name? He is Bobby Suarez. He he did a lot of those type movies. Um, it, I mean, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, let's see. I watched the final executioner, and this was shittier than one armed executioner, but I liked it. <laughs> I liked it more. <laughs> this is a a post apocalyptic movie, and it was kind of like we maybe should have done this one for the uh, for the uh, not quite running man type. It's, yeah. It was almost like that. Um, it's got Woody Strode in it. And um, it's another revenge movie, but it's set in the post-apocalypse where all the rich people go out and hunt all the poor people that are still like living out in the wasteland. Um, oh, that's coming up. Boy, <laughs> pretty soon, yeah. Fucking Obama. The um, the I don't recognize anybody else in it really. Um, 
And so Woody Strode is kind of like he's he's the badass that lives off by himself, and he teaches this guy like because he's has this you know he, this guy one of the I forgot what they called the poor guys that live out in the wasteland, but his his Democrats. Wife is, Democrats, the Democrats are <laughs> when they're attacked. His, this guy's wife is is raped and murdered, and then they just throw him out by a river. But he finds he finds Strode, who teaches him how to be a badass, and blah blah blah. Eh, it's pretty good, I guess. You know, it's dumb, but uh, let's see. I watched Godzilla versus Mech Godzilla, the nineteen seventy four edition. <laughs> uh, this is the one with uh, the where they talk about Godzilla being made out of space titanium. And he uh, he's created by this group. This uh, I can't remember if they're aliens or they live underground. They're called simians, though, and they they are gorilla. They look like cheap Planet of the Ape ripoffs, uh, but they uh, they they've created Mechagodzilla and they give him a, a, a disguise at first where he looks like Godzilla. But Godzilla, they so for a second you're seeing Godzilla fight Godzilla, but then Godzilla. The real Godzilla like bites his shoulder, and there's that metal. That sounds exposed. like insanity to me. <laughs> so um, most of the movie is humans versus simians. So, but it, it's all right, I guess. It's it could be worse for a Godzilla movie, certainly. Um, yeah, it could have been the one I watched. Yeah, let's see. I started a couple other ones. The only other one I finished. Um, I'll talk about the other two that I started and didn't finish next week. But uh, the only other one I finished was Destroy All Monsters. Another Godzilla movie. I got that one in the mail. I haven't watched it yet, though. It, it's it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, this one is again uh, aliens taking control of the monsters, and there's some weird shit in this one. Like you, this one's fun just because of all the ridiculous shit that happens. Um, and uh, it's it was before some of the monsters existed, so I'd love to see it. I don't know if there's one out there because I, I I'm familiar with Godzilla movies. I'm gonna talk more about that when we review the movie. Um, but as far as like anything that happened after like Godzilla 1984, I, I totally lose, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd lose my knowledge there. But, um, the, if they had some of the uh, other monsters too, if Mecha Godzilla was in, in this, this is a destroyer monsters ends up having pretty much every monster they had up to that point, including the son of Godzilla. But, uh, yeah. But it would have been cool to see, like, uh, you know, Smog Monster and uh, Mecha Godzilla and stuff like that in there. Dick so. Cheney. Dick Cheney. Um, and that was it. <laughs> That's all I watched this week. Yay! But yeah, go out and get that fucking Mid South set if you like old wrestling. Um, it's I think a good I have one. That. I think uh, I got it in a way. I didn't get it, but I used to trade with people and they would uh, send me stuff. Well, that it just, was before WWF bought it, so it doesn't have any commentary or anything. It's just oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have, I have this nine disc thing, like, yeah, like Mid South thing, yeah. And it's that that has there's a lot of the same matches, but somehow they fucking clean them up nice. Yeah. Um, and what they've done in the Mid South set, any matches that didn't have commentary, uh, Jr. actually he re- he did a like he was like they're calling the match. Yeah, and then they fired him right after that. Uh, yeah, and that's still... I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, you know, that fucking... Vin, uh, what's her face? What's that whore's name that's Vince McMahon's daughter? Oh, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. You think it had something to do with her? Well, the, the people are saying it had to do with him, like, 
you know, kind of kind of encouraging Ric Flair to be a drunk jerk at some kind of press conference for that new yeah, video but, game. You know, when you hire Ric Flair and he's working for you and he's been a drunk jerk for, for like 40 uh, years. 40 years and known <laughs> to be drunk and take his pants off and all this and that. And then you just fire him. They just wanted to get rid of him. And I think, you know, they'll probably think that uh, what's his face is getting too, you know, whatever. But it was, I don't he did it. He's a, he did a really good job with the commentary because he he called it as if he was there, not as if right. he's watching it twenty years later or thirty yeah, years later. So it, it, and he did a good job. You could tell because you could tell when it was uh, eighty, you know, mid eighties Jr. versus current day Jr. Just because his voice is a little bit different, but I mean, it was cool. It was a, it was a good job. I like what they did with that. The, the my biggest complaint, which is not a huge complaint, but it's that they changed everybody's music. So the Freebirds don't yeah. have fucking their music, and uh, Junkyard Dog doesn't come out to Queen, and yeah, so yeah, another one bites the dust. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. Long intro, and why don't we do? You want to do Godzilla first? Uh, yeah. Sure. Let's come back and do some Mecha. Goji action. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Kenny B. This is Tom KW. And we are two of the hosts from the Podcast on Fire Network. You want Asian cinema in a podcast? Well, we got the solution for you because at the Podcast on Fire Network, there's seven plus shows for you to choose from. You want Hong Kong action cinema and audio commentaries? We got that. You want dirty Hong Kong cinema? We got that. You want the eternal question, what's Korean cinema answer? We'll answer that. The flagship show Podcast on Fire covers classic Hong Kong cinema. Everything from Bruce Lee to Jackie Chan, John Woo and Jet Li. Featuring in-depth discussions with an aura of fun. This is your primary stop in the podcast world for classic Hong Kong cinema. So join me, Kenny B and Tom KW and a cast of thousands at podcastonfire.com. Also available on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio and Come chat with us on the Podcast on Fire Network Facebook group and on Twitter at Podcast on Fire. Podcast on Fire Network. It's Asian cinema in a podcast. Oh, it's coming out of one ear. Sorry. That's coming through. If it's not, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's weird. It's the it's the song from uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. So, I guess we're gonna review that shit. Um, it's not the song from this movie. It's the one from the '74. So I'm going to, speaking of the podcast on fire, um, they, uh, they sent me a link. They're doing a, um, kind of a, 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 a charitable thing. Um, I'm going to post the link on our group, but, uh, basically they're asking for, uh, written reviews for their, on their iTunes feed. Um, and they're going to donate money to, uh, the uh, National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. Um, I think it's a British organization, but um, for so they're going to donate money for for. Uh, oh, it says to a charity of your choice. 
It says the 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 if you're the fifth or tenth person to donate or to uh, like their Facebook page, they're going to donate twenty uh, pounds to the charity of your choice, and uh, fifth or tenth person leaving them an iTunes review. So I'm going to post the link to check out the blog post for them. But uh, yeah, that's a cool cool thing they're doing. All right, uh, and uh, next our first movie is. Godzilla against, not versus, against Mechagodzilla from 2002. Zom, why don't you introduce it here? After the appearance of a new Gojira, the Japanese government builds a robotic Godzilla. Now, why isn't it a robotic Gojira? <laughs> uh, from the bones of the original monster that attacked Takia. <laughs> I think I'm going to say that's Tokyo. <laughs> okay, Tokyo. Well, I don't know the pronunciation things. Uh, I don't know that either. That just looks like it's fucked up. Takaya. 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 In 1950. And we're not like being like stupid or whatever. No, it actually has T A tilde apostrophe K Y A tilde apostrophe. Yeah. In 1954. Okay. After the appearance of a new Gojira. Uh, the Japanese government builds a robotic Gojira for the bone from the bones of the original monster that attacked <laughs> Tokyo in 1954 to stop the beast. So, uh, this movie, uh, this was the first millennium movie. Millenni- millennium being so, there's different eras of Godzilla movies, and this the millennium era is, I guess, probably 99 to present. Um, basically, after the uh, American movie. They made a new Japanese one and they met, kind of made fun of the American Godzilla saying, oh, well, they thought it was Godzilla, but it wasn't really. It was just it somebody... It Turdzilla. It was an imitator. So they, this, it started... And I, I might be wrong on that. I don't do research for the show. So, but uh, it's, it's basically the movies that happened after 99 or 2000. Um, I had never seen any of them at all. Um, the... And I probably should. And I and I posted some stuff on uh, on the the Facebook group the about my uh, collection of Godzilla themed toys. Now I don't have a lot of actual Godzilla himself toys. I liked uh, a lot of the uh, I guess what could be considered bootleg versions of them that came out later after the fact. I do have one um, a. Uh, uh, Mecha King Kong toy from the '60s, which is really cool. Um, but for the most part, the the toys that I end up collecting are kind of inspired by Godzilla movies, as as opposed to actually from um, they the the ones I collect are actually Japanese uh, because Japan has far superior vinyl. They're made out of vinyl, um, and it's probably due to. Uh, Lacks environmental laws <laughs> that yeah. allows them to make some pretty amazing vinyl. It's very smooth and uh, and very dur- very weighty. Now the, the 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 vintage toys were cheap. They were very thin, and they were just for you know kids to play in the, within the bath or whatever. So a lot of the times when you get older toys, they'll actually have a kid's name written on the bottom of the foot or something, which is I, I also find kind of neat. But the ones you buy now have they're they're more of a collector's thing and says and they're not for kids. So they're one and they're expensive. Two, well, they're they for are, kids. They're just for big kids that have more money. They're big kids with more money, and wait, or yeah, with uh, or maybe not even more money, just uh, less less <laughs> less uh, less responsible than some other adults. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? But um, so the uh, 
this this one is a. <laughs> I don't know that many of the Millennium or really most many of the Godzilla movies in general, after a certain time, took into account the other Godzilla films that happened. What this one does is pretty much ignore every movie that happened between 1954, or the original 54 movie, and this. Um, except that they did throw in some uh, monster history. So Godzilla wasn't really a factor, but they did talk about other giant monsters that had made appearances in, to- in Japan since that time. So... And the the way an interesting way they did it, because they are using that history, is that this is a different Godzilla. Because in the first movie, spoiler alert, they kill Godzilla with this oxygen bomb thing. This scientist invents it. And this is part of the storyline for this, so sorry if you're watching this or listening to this and you haven't seen the original Godzilla. It's kind of spoils some of it. But there's a there's a scientist in the original movie that creates this oxygen bomb. I don't remember what they called it exactly. And it uh it is able basically in a certain radius underwater, it kind of dissolves any organic matter. Um and that's how they get Godzilla in the ocean and they you know the guy has to he he's afraid that this this weapon is going to be used against humans at some point, so he basically builds one and then destroys the plans for it so nobody can build it again, which plays into the storyline here as well. And he sacrifices his own life to detonate this oxygen bomb and dissolves Godzilla except for his skeleton. So, we fast forward to 19... When does this start? 90... uh, They said at the beginning, 98 or something like that. Then it fast forwards to a few years. Um, And Godzilla is making an appearance. They're like, well, shit, we haven't seen him for, you know, 40... 40 years. What the hell? And so they bring out all the old school uh, weapons that they would have fought Godzilla with uh, uh, originally. Um, this this uh, cool effect of a big... Oh, yeah. So the, I like the introduction of Godzilla in this. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the weather guy. There's a, there's a big... like a, What do they call it in Japan? It's not a hurricane there. It's a uh, typhoon. Yeah, typhoon. The typh- a typhoon coming through, and they're doing the whole, you know, the Weather Channel shit where the guy stands out we're getting battered by rain and waves and stuff like that. I really like the way they introduce it, though, because he's, you know, he's got the, he's, he, you got the rain, the, the water swelling behind him and stuff. But all of a sudden, you see this giant wave, like, creeping in behind him. And this is a, it's got to be said, this is a low-budget movie, so you can really see the, uh, the special effects that they do, but... One, I think it might be intentional as more of like a throwback. It, I mean, I'm sure it's budgetary also, but you know, you'd think after this time with all the marketing and everything that they'd probably have some money to throw behind a, a, a bigger budget Godzilla film. Um, but I feel like they maybe use some effects to a lesser extent just to kind of a, a throwback to um, the older films where it was obvious they were using miniatures and stuff like that. But that said, the they do use some CG in this, and I, it, it actually looks pretty good. I was surprised that it looked as good as it did at times, um, yeah. particularly with uh, Mechagodzilla's like missiles and stuff. Those look pretty damn good, and uh, but the the wave is obviously uh, computer animated as well. But you don't really tell they 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 obscure it nicely. So, 
And there's some like there's some funny you know lines and stuff like uh, when the team comes out to fight Godzilla like why does this always happen in the rain but it always seems to be you know when Godzilla appears I guess it adds to the uh, visual effect of it but um, when they roll out the big weapons they have the what they call the Mazer uh, which is like this truck with a looks like a, a satellite dish on an arm on it and it shoots what looks like lightning but those are those were always in the in the Godzilla movies yeah. so it's kind of cool seeing that and they actually have maser operators um, who one one in particular plays a role into this because she makes a, an error in a panicked moment which ends to uh, you know ends with some of her teammates dying um, but the maser on has for whatever reason, no effect on this Godzilla. It kind of tickles a little bit. And she was shooting for his eyeball and missed and yeah, blah, blah, blah. So this division of the, did you remember what they called them? The guys that fight Kaiju? Um, wasn't it just G, G squad or G, G squad? It, it said it, they said it was established in the sixties, um, in the movie, the, uh, and that Mazer operator, she was kind of cute. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 yeah, yeah. But, um, so they and that, this is when we get uh, we get some of the history here, which may be why this team was established. I mean, they have they throw uh, Gyra uh, in the chronology, which is a the War of the Gargantuans, that the movie that Quentin Tarantino has talked about before. Um, that's uh, I had I actually had some of those toys too, Sanda and Gyra, the two like gargantuans. Uh, but they, uh, the, those were the two big like cavemen things that grew out of control. And there's, uh, you know, they, they kind of go through a little bit of monster chronology, which I thought was he fought cool. like, was it like the Sasquatch or something? It was Bigfoot, but it was a giant Bigfoot. Yeah, that was one of the gargantuans. Yeah. Oh God, that thing was <laughs> fucking hideous. <laughs> um, it was funny looking, but still, like, uh, so since. Uh, you know they're they're freaking out because obviously Godzilla destroyed Tokyo in the fifties, and you know since he has made this appearance again, and he doesn't he doesn't destroy a lot, but they're figuring well shit he's going to be coming back again. We don't have this bomb that we can take him out with. We need to find something else because the Mazers don't work, and this girl's kind of scarred and she has to go through this whole training thing again because she feels like it's her fault that and then you know, I guess other people feel like it was her fault too that they kind of fucked up yeah, and killed some jerks. guys. Yeah, they were kind of dicks to her. Um but she uh you know, so we kind of follow her story too and as she is training to this for this new weapon. And this is where we enter with the professor. Now this professor, or well, I guess her name, I guess we should cover that. Fuck, I didn't write down any. I'm, I'm going to guess she is Yumiko. Akane Yashiro. Yeah, so she's played by Yumiko Shaku. I'm not, and I don't recognize any of the actors in this. But um, you have the scientist then, uh, the Tokimitsu Yuhara. And Tokimitsu, as in, it seems like a lot of Japanese movies, is a single dad. I seem to do that a lot, like the mom died at, when the kid was young. I don't know why they do that, but... Um, you seem it feels like I feel like in America it's the other way around. Usually the dad's gone and the mom is the single parent, but they seem to do single dads a lot in Japanese movies. They don't have the family values that we have. <laughs> yeah. Um the uh but he is a scientist that works at the university who is um working on I guess I guess organic robotics. I guess you could describe it that way. 
Yeah, which I don't understand DNA computers. Well, they that shit. they they describe. But I mean, I don't care. I mean, yeah, they like, explain I don't DNA computers. A giant fucking God's lizard, either. But <laughs> they, well, they explained the DNA computer chip being like the way it produces information is more like DNA would, as opposed to it's not binary. That's a single line of digits. It it is a it splits. So it's like it goes from one digit to two to four to eight. So it can do more simultaneous computations at the same time. So it works more like a human brain. Check out the big brain on loaf. So the, the well, smart motherfucker. Well, they explain it in the movie. I well, know I know, but yeah. you're, you're very smart. <laughs> don't let people tell you you're dumb. Like oh. let people at Whorehound that were talking about you. Oh. Oh. Um, and right. we we see at the beginning he's he's he's, he's kind of created a a trilobite, uh, one of the old. Uh, you see them in fossils. They, they were in round when dinosaurs were. But he's made a robot body, and he Not uses the, the nervous system and muscles of a horseshoe crab with one of his DNA brains. So this guy is, is hired uh, by the government and moved with his daughter to this. And her plant. And her plant. Her mom, her plant. Ugh. Ugh. And the- <laughs> they, they, I mean, you know, I guess they throw that kind of stuff in there for... The kids, but yeah, God damn. and I mean, it's kind of a you know, this is a movie that's probably it didn't more annoy for me that much, no. but I'm still you know, I mean, it's like not for me, right, right. Um, but they uh, they moved them to this new science center where they are planning on making a weapon to battle Godzilla. Now, this weapon, they're not going to put a night live body on it. They're just making what they end up call what do they call him in it, Kiru or something? Yeah, Kiru. Kiru, it's not it's not a Jaeger. It's not a Jaeger, it's a Kiru. They they uh but they basically build a mechanical Godzilla that will be operated remotely by via a, a jet that I guess just circles because it seems like if it was a jet it would be really far away really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they just circle or hover or something. It reminds me of something else. I feel like that's been done like in anime or something. Where the the like remote from a ship kind of thing, um, fuck. Again, I should really do some research or something when I'm before ah, the show. This but is free. It is free. Fuck you, people. The uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. What? Um, All 250 members of the. Uh, we just hit 250, dude. Did we really? Congratulations. Miners, yeah. we are 250 Yay. strong in the Facebook group. Yeah, strong at this rate, we'll have 260 in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rock and roll. So, um, I don't know that they use space titanium for the Mecha Godzilla in this one, but uh, their plan now you're is just getting. You're talking over my head. The but go ahead. <laughs> these guys, their eggheads will understand. The the well, space titanium is what they made the first. What the first Mecha Godzilla was made okay. of. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's, it's pretty good. You'd like it. I need to watch. I need to get caught up on this. If you shit, like old so. Godzilla movies, you'll like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first Godzilla movie was Godzilla versus Smog Monster. Yeah, that was uh, um, Channel Ten at four o'clock in after school. What was the Smog Monster's name in Japan? It yeah, was, I know uh, it was different, but, but yeah, because I remember it was like uh, when I first saw that it wasn't called the Smog Monster. Hedora. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yep. And I've never seen that one, but I Hedora toys are ones that I collect a lot of because there's been a lot of different like bootleggy type Hedoras <laughs> that are just like look like little piles of plastic. They're really crude and awesome. Um, so the uh, we get the intro of the the new Mechagodzilla, 
they're kind of showing it off, showing everything they can do. He's got certain kinds of, uh, you know, does he have the finger? I can't remember because I'm getting the two movies confused now. Does he have the finger missiles like the original one did? No, I don't no. think so. Okay, so the original one had, it would actually shoot missiles out of his hands. Like the ends of the, the, he had pointy fingers and they would actually shoot off for the rockets. This one kind of like, they do the cool, uh, like, um, they kind of fan, like the missiles kind of fan out and then converge back. Yeah, I um, like that. Like yeah. they're, they're heat seekers. Or yeah, something. it's a good, it's a good look. And then, um, and he's got this, the, the, their ultimate weapon is called Absolute Zero. Now, it's got to be said, it might have been called something different if you watch it in Japanese, but, the when I watched this, my subtitles were fucked up, and I had to watch it in English. Now the English dub is not terrible, um, but the kids are really terrible. I swear the kids are dubbed by people that are probably thirty years old. They sound <laughs> they sound. Does whoever does the daughter especially? It just sounds like a grown woman. It's it's awful. And they all they all sound they all make the kids all sound really stupid. Uh, so. So they called it Absolute Zero. It's a it's a the the chest weapon of Mechagodzilla. It opens up and it kind of like does the whole lightningy kind of Death Star build up, yeah. And it shoots this ball of ice, and whatever it hits, it freezes down to the atoms, I guess, and it totally you know basically disintegrates whatever into particles into ice particles. And that's the idea. They're going to kick Godzilla's ass. They're going to absolute zero him and psh, break him up into, yeah, into ice. Yeah. So Godzilla comes back. This is a, a few years have passed as they're building this Mecha Godzilla, and um, he makes his appearance. I guess he was. I guess he just got bored because <laughs> he's gone for like seven years or something. He's like, oh, okay, time to come back when they're done with well, Mecha Godzilla. Conveniently, they found that they didn't. Uh, in this one, didn't they find they found his bones? The original one. Well, yeah, that's how they built them because they they had the scientists. That's how that, they built Mecca. Yeah, they, but they so used, who so they, the hell was this motherfucker? That was they said it was a different a different Godzilla. That's how they explained it that it was a another Godzilla monster. Oh, okay, S- similar. A, yeah, to that's the right. One. It's the yeah. they call it the different the species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, or Gojira. Yeah. yeah, but uh, the. <laughs> The uh, they show fucking Hideki Matsui a couple times, which I thought yeah. was pretty funny. He saved that kid's life. When yeah, he, and his the ball was coming there. His name was actually uh, his nickname in America when he played for the Yankees was Godzilla. But huh. uh, he, uh, I don't know when this movie was made. He didn't play for the Yankees yet, right? So I wonder if I wonder if this movie had anything. Yeah, he had a Dodgers. I mean, it was a, the Japanese. The Giants, yeah, the Di- the, giants, the Tokyo yeah. Giants, or they're called something else, but the the Giants are the big. The Giants in Japan are kind of like the Yankees here. They always win. The yo, yo the, the Yankees don't always win. Well, not now, but they. <laughs> um, yeah, his his MLB uh, uh, debut was in two thousand three, so that was would have been after this movie, and that's where he got the name Godzilla, probably a racist nickname. But they should have got fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan <laughs> to be in that one with. Um, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I saw that was really funny in that in that uh, on the Blu-ray when he's showing his his two by four collection. And he had one that was made for uh, his dress clothes, like he had one that was made to carry around when he had his tuxedo on. The best dressed man contest against <laughs> Ted DiBiase. <laughs> oh shit! That's to- Oh my God, Godzilla! I just knocked over a, a, a 
a box fan and my dog about shit himself. <laughs> um, my dog did shit itself. Did I tell you about that? No. Uh, this is just a quick story that everyone will, will love. Um, I went to when I my garage is finally finished. Got the door put on. All the electric ran from the house to the goddamn garage. They had to dig up the yard. Blah 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 blah. So I put the dogs in the kennel because they were in and out of the house in the yard. Yeah, and I didn't want them bugging the guys or biting them or whatever. So I go pick them up, 2.30 in the afternoon, go get the dogs. The woman brings them out. I pay and everything. She brings them out. I put them in the car, and I'm driving. And it takes me probably 15 minutes, probably about 15 minutes to get to my house. And Chief is in the back. I have the back seats laid down with a blanket over them. And I hear him going, oh, no. And I'm like, I ignored it because I thought he was excited because he kept trying to get in the front seat with me. And I was like, he's just happy because he's going home. And so he keeps that. And after about 10 minutes, I'm like, shut the fuck up. God damn it. Will you shut up? And so he shuts up. And then he said, Mary's back there, like, kind of hunkered down like she's quivering. And then I smell something. But I had the window rolled down. Listen to Bob <laughs> Seeger, of course. And I had the window rolled down. And I'm like, did you fart? And then I start thinking, oh, my God. So I look over my shoulder, and on the blanket, I see some wet spots. And I'm like, oh, shit. I get all the way home. I pull in my new garage with the automatic garage door opener. It goes up. I pull in there, and I'm, I'm getting them out. And as soon as I get, get their leashes and I open my door, they were going to come up in the front seat to get out. And Chief kind of peels out on the front seat and leaves a skid mark. Oh, no. he had stepped in poop. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. So I put them inside the fence, come back out. I get the blanket. I think, okay, it's probably all in the blanket. I wad it all up, and I get some Windex and a paper towel, and I look. And he had shit (laughs) a big pile of mush as as big as a Burger King Whopper. (laughs) And it wasn't just on the blanket. It was He missed 99% of it wasn't on the blanket. It was against the wall. By the door where the seat was folded down, and it had some of it had went down in the crack, but it wasn't diarrhea. Ooh, it was like, like if you were toothpaste. making bread. <laughs> no, it was like it was. It was. I put it this way: I got a paper towel, and in one thing, I got almost all of it. No, oh, weird. And because it was, it was just like it wasn't like a turd, but it was like a big thing of uh, like bread a, dough. Yes, bread dough. And so then I had to get down the crack and everything, but he's shitting the fucking Jeep. And I was surprised that when I came out that the, the Jeep didn't stink and everything's fine, but he shit in the Jeep. He <laughs> shit in my fucking Jeep. And then he went, <laughs> and he must have had to shit bad because when I put him inside the fence, he went into the far corner and just squatted and shit more. Oh. <laughs> and, and again, I was cursing the God that I don't believe in. I was like, God damn you, motherfucker, which is basically cursing myself. Uh, You know, I should have walked him around a little bit before I put him in the car, I guess. But I thought they were out, you know, in the kennel, in the run. He just got excited. His stomach got upset. So kind of related to that, what does Godzilla eat? I would figure that he was eating fish, and then if he happened to chomp down on a person... Because he's in the eat, ocean and he swims a lot. He'd have to fucking eat like whales, though. He's bigger than buildings. Well, he could eat a whale. Yeah, he'd a probably shark or a shark or a. Uh, look at what what well, look what whales eat. I mean, they don't eat like fucking. Yeah, whales. They, have to, they have to. They'd have to swim around all day. And Godzilla's a and really good swimmer. So it's full of atomic energy. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that now, tail. He could whip that tail and swim like a motherfucker. So also related. 
How big is Godzilla's shit? <laughs> when he takes I a would dump. Think it, well, now, didn't I think they showed the shit in the Matthew Broderick movie? I, did, now, I, I haven't seen the Matthew Broderick yeah. movie, so. Well, the one reason I li- I watched the Matthew Broderick movie is because Jean Reno is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you watched that recently? I've watched it several times. It's it's uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you know I don't know. I mean, it's not fucking anything. I, I, they always have to throw in these fucking baby Godzillas. Now this one didn't, but this but in the other one, the the new one, they he, you know he finds all these eggs and stuff, and then they do the Velocir. This was around probably the time of. Uh, Jurassic Park, so they kind of had to have their own velociraptors with uh, like human-sized dinosaurs that are that can easily chase the humans. But um, I yeah. think they did show some poop in that, and okay. he ate and he ate fish because that's how they tried to trap him. They put a whole bunch of fish down in this like uh, in the sewer subway, or I can't remember what it was, but you know, and and I think that uh, that creature was maybe asexual because it laid eggs yeah they don't it, uh, it didn't need to have sex it just could produce. lay eggs and be done fertilize its own eggs it didn't come from the the breach in the bottom of the ocean which was fucking awesome <laughs> the alternate dimension breach yeah. the um so we finally get our face off uh inevitable face off well, because you have a don't you? You have a couple. You have more than one face off. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the first one doesn't go according to plan, and I don't, I'm not going to say why. Um, it's it's kind of a cool twist, um, but the uh, so I, I like what they did with that. That was kind of neat. But um, now I can't even remember what the hell it was. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you off the air. All the. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I not remember? I watched it like six times. So this is, you know, at this point, by this time in the movie, you're getting a, you're getting the convergence of the storylines between um, the uh, the former Mazer driver, who is now the driver of, uh, she's the operator of Mechagodzilla, right. the remote operator. Um, she's a little cutie. She was very, and I see you've posted some very cutie photos of her. Uh, in the bikinis. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's yeah. one of the things that sold me on this the first time I saw it is uh, it was on Crackle, of course. So you get a lot of breaks if you have to poop or anything. <laughs> and um, and but just having like the you know the the hot action chick, you know, guys like and probably some women too, you know, maybe yeah, all yeah, women, yeah. Uh, action hot action chick stars that are that 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 kind of are tough. Yeah, and um, and but you know you're going to get the inevitable with these types of movies. You're going to get some human element, and you're going to get two big monsters fighting each other and breaking up buildings. And it doesn't disappoint there. I really fucking like when uh, Mecha Godzilla walks through a building and like leaves like a uh, Looney Tunes coyote print. <laughs> 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 the whole building doesn't crumble. It's just like a hole that's the perfect size for Mecha Godzilla that breaks just, right through yeah. the middle. Um, so anybody that had a problem with uh, Zod and Superman destroying part of Metropolis in this movie, don't watch this one because. They kill well, a lot damn, of buildings. In uh, in fucking um, Pacific Rim, that one goddamn kaiju fucking just goes through the side of that building like it is just the whole building is just made of glass. Yeah, 
No, I'm sorry, but goddamn, there's still got to be some fucking steel and shit in there. And it would bend, but it wouldn't just go like like he's walking through a window. So you know, you know, people had the the but issue with, with saying, oh, they destroyed half the you know ten city blocks or something. Well, that's every fucking Godzilla movie. They step step yeah, on. Yeah, so. yeah. Jesus Christ, that, that's the people <laughs> that fucking like bitch about. Oh, Prometheus, blah, blah, blah. give me a fucking <laughs> break. It's a goddamn giant lizard. Explain that. <laughs> Um, it's fun fun. i love the way that i love how pissed like the i really like the godzilla costume in this one um the floppy godzilla of the 70s is a thing of the past in this one he's very uh he's he's very pissed off looking yeah (laughs) but they get this great angle the first time they drop off the mech godzilla robot they get this great angle on godzilla's face where he just looked looks extra pissed he's like what the fuck is this shit yeah. <laughs> and it's just like and well and that's another thing i got so used to seeing godzilla movies where he became the hero yeah yeah and he was like a good guy and then when i watched this i was like holy shit man he ain't a good guy in this motherfucker well, yeah because they they skipped the, they skipped ass. all that they they he the only the only reference to godzilla we have is the one from 54 where he was with <laughs> you know well that was like uh i guess kind of a a call to the atomic weapons and stuff that you know nine years prior had really fucked up Japan, but um, that unstoppable monster, and they're just calling it back to that. They're like, they're, we're not going to fuck around with this, you know, not give it a chance, and we're just going to assume he's just evil uh, or just here to break shit or whatever. Uh-huh. And they don't really know. They never really say why. You know, I guess if I was a giant monster, maybe maybe it'd be fun to step on buildings. <laughs> I don't know. If I could break a building, punch something, and make it fall down, but uh, they they do a they do a good job with the with the the fighting. They throw in some CG. Now there's some dodgy effects, like when uh, Mechagodzilla starts flying. Um, yeah, the way. Well, you know, I'm surprised that. Um, well, they. Uh, well, I mean, he only the the Mechagodzilla. I guess because it, it was made so quickly that it only had such a such and such an amount of power i like that see that's one thing about like comic books and stuff now that i've always bitched about is as long the longer it goes on the more powerful they make the the hero or whatever and then when they become they become like peter parker becomes like almost unbeatable and wolverine you can't kill him and this and that i like the fact that like in this movie mecha godzilla has a battery yeah, and it only because it, it gives you a, th- a set. Okay, they, it has to work within this amount of time, or if Superman, you know, with Kryptonite, he, you know, if they just came, okay, he's not. Uh, then Kryptonite doesn't affect him anymore. Nothing does. Well, then they can just do anything, and they they have to have some form, uh, some vulnerability. And like Wolverine's, when people say, well, his vulnerability is is you know, having to live that long and it, it emotionally fucks him up. All bullshit. Get over <laughs> it, you puss. You know, he should have some vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Because Godzilla has vulnerability. You know, the one thing that that um, that I find when I watch, like, this movie, and I sort of a little bit in Pacific Rim, when it's a when it's humans and it's like a, a robot, like when this thing would hurt Godzilla and Godzilla would like f- fall down and be sitting there suffering, I felt sorry for it. I, I was getting ready to say the same thing. He is a, a living creature. And he's a dumb, he's a dumb animal, so he doesn't well, yeah, know. yeah, he's just an animal. You think, okay, if it was like a dog, like uh, in The Gray, when Liam Neeson at the beginning and the guys are out there working on the oil well and the big wolf comes running and he shoots it, 
And then he goes over to it, and you know this thing was, you know, just looking for food, but also that it would, if it was living and he went over to it and it was healthy, it would jump on him and kill him. But he goes over and is like putting his hand on it, like not petting him, but feeling its heartbeat and everything. And that thing's sitting there just dying. I feel sorry for it. I'm like, God damn, you know? Yeah, I, I did. I did feel sorry for Godzilla in this. Now, granted, he is, he's destroying some of our shit, but the, you know, He's an animal and doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, and it's like, why the fuck are these fucking missiles blowing up, blowing me up? They're shooting lightning at me, and then I got this dumbass <laughs> silver me. In yeah, front of me. it's like if there was a dog out in your yard and somebody was out there electrocuting it, lighting it on fire, <laughs> and everything. You're shooting like, my well, yard. Stray dog. You know, <laughs> they they roll out the maser and start shooting at you. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Godzilla. Um, Godzilla, there's a my favorite shot of him of Godzilla in this movie. He look, they make him look so fucking badass when he, the second appearance he makes, maybe the well, I guess the third, but the second one that's going to be against Mecha, when uh, he comes out of the water and they they kind of disperse the planes after him and he starts using his breath, uh, his radiation breath against the planes and the, there's like. It's like fiery red sky, and it's almost slow motion, and it, you see his face, and there's like this big fireball crashing in front of him. It was a, it was a great shot. It looked really good. I'm surprised. Um, well, I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it that way now that I think about it. But what I was going to say before was, like in Pacific Rim, they would bring the uh, Jaegers and they'd fly, they'd have them hang, and they'd fly over the thing, and they'd drop mm-hmm. them in the water. And that's kind of the way they did Mechagodzilla. It, but then at one point, they had that jetpack kind of thing. And I'm yep. surprised when they made it that they just didn't make one. But then again, like I said, they, they made it realistic. I mean, it's not but realistic. It's going to conserve power if he doesn't right. have to fly all the way there, if they can drop him off. He could fly, but just it was just like a short burst or whatever like that. So yeah. that, I, I like that they did that. you know. But. So the, the, uh, as far as size comparison to Pacific Rim, now these, these Godzilla and, and Mecha Godzilla are still smaller than the Jaegers would have been, right? Um. I can't. I, I'm trying to remember Pacific Rim. How tall the how they far the buildings came? They were fucking pretty goddamn big. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say I would think it'd be close to about the same. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe big. I think maybe bigger. I think they. There's probably there's probably some comparison somewhere, yeah. but the um, but yeah. I mean the CG. But you looks, know what they have to have eventually. What's that? Oh, Godzilla Is, versus Jaegers. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then have these different monsters and stuff. Have another, like, Atlantic Rim or whatever. There is have, an Atlantic Rim. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you know, just... Uh, well, I, heard it's, I heard it's really bad. Well, I know Pacific Rim, they said uh, it made, like, 400 and some thousand dollars worldwide. So 400 million? Well, whatever. Thousand. <laughs> million. <laughs> million thousand. You know, when you're rich like me. Yeah, a million. It's all the same. Um the uh but yeah the cg looks surprisingly good in it um you know it's- i loved the um when godzilla that's the first time i've and that's another thing i remember uh, that i really liked about this movie when i first saw it on on the crackle is um when he would do the atomic breath and his the spines on his back would light would up, fucking flash and light up, and then his mouth would just be full of that really super bright light. It would glow beforehand, like yes, be building that was awesome. up, building up the fireball before. And it that's kind of like what I like the the uh, the uh, what is it? Not Sub Zero Ultimate. It's Absolute Zero. I liked how bright 
you know, mm-hmm. those the 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 beams and the light. That's, and that's the, a that's a very a very Japanese thing to do. They do in the, cool. in the cartoons and stuff. They'll do stuff like like the powering up before it fires kind of thing. Yeah. That's a that's a, a common a common look, but the, uh, and, and it's cool the way they do his breath in this too. There's like, you know, once he breathe, once he does that breath on something, you know, they even tell her, tell her at one point, you know, you're going to need to have your suit on because it's covered in radiation now. You know, it's not just fire. It's fucking like, it's like, it's fucking like a nuclear reactor radiation. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So it's like the starship fucking enterprise or something. So this is, this Badass. is a, uh, I mean, as far as Godzilla movies go, it's pretty standard, but I was surprised of how much I liked this. Um, but what do you want to add anything? Uh, no, I kind of threw in my well, my two cents. Let me think here. Um, the guy that that the uh, the professor that had the little girl with the uh, with the uh, plant, uh, he was kind of the nerdy guy, and he had the hots for Akane Yashiro, mm-hmm. uh, and so he was trying to kind of so get in I. with her. But he, yeah, <laughs> he was a little bit goofy and everything. Now the the uh, the guy who was basically the Idris Elba of the that that was the head of the G uh, G Force. I guess the G stands for Gojira. Um, he was kind of cool because he, you know, you had well, isn't it funny? Like in Pacific Rim, the Australian guy was real cocky and he was an asshole to to. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, mm-hmm. and then in this one you have the one guy. He's an asshole to her, but then you have the the old vet who's like kind of uh, you know gives her confidence and trust her. And that's the same thing that happened in Pacific Rim. Sort of. <laughs> so there was a lot of parallels there. I'm glad that that I got to finally see that at about the same time that I watched this. Um, I did like the effects in this one. I like that um, in. In like I think you had touched on this before, in some of the really uh, the low budget uh, Godzilla movies where you can tell that all the tanks and stuff are mm-hmm. miniatures, uh, that in this one th- there appeared to be some like real tanks and jeeps and uh, things like that. And even uh, even the places where they use miniatures, like I was saying, I don't think they didn't try to completely yeah. hide it, and I think it might be intentional that they yeah. did that. But so uh, you know I. I enjoyed the. That's why I mean I'm the one that I suggested this one. We hadn't done a, a Godzilla movie or a kaiju movie or well, okay, wait a minute now uh, is kaiju okay? Now all these big giant monsters they're they, all they're all kaiju. That's it's a the, okay, the term kaiju. kaiju means like strange beast or okay. something like that. Yeah, and but uh, and and then when like if you say a Goji movie, you're saying like Godzilla movie. Yeah, yeah, that's just Goji's is a nickname for Gogeta or Godzilla. Okay. See, I'm learning here. Yeah, now, yeah. all you guys that like, you know, the 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 Asian cinema people, you know, I hope we <laughs> I hope we did this justice because I really did dig it and yeah. I'm the one that said, you know, when I first saw this, I was I had only seen you know, the original and then I had seen like I said Smog Monster, but Jesus Christ, I was probably 12 years old. And uh um they're fun. But, they're, I mean, some of them really stink, but some of them are are very like. I mean, if you were like a really young kid, yeah. like I mean, like I'm talking ten years old or something. But when you watch them now, I mean, you can watch them and appreciate them and kind of laugh at them or whatever. But this one was just balls out. I thought with and and you know the little kid with the plant. I can't bitch about that too much because it added a little bit more depth to it. Yeah. You know, so and I can't I can't comment really on the acting in it. A lot of time, the acting in these movies is not fantastic. I can't comment too much on it because I did have to watch the dub. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I, oh, dude, I, yeah, mine was dubbed too. Oh, yeah. So, so I'd like to see it, you know, uh, just with subtitles and not dubbed. So now, well, I, I'll tell you what, seriously, and I just want to say because you know I'm fucking jacking off on the fucking Pacific Rim, the part with the little girl, uh, and I, I don't want to spoil anything because people haven't seen it, but there's a part with the little girl. Uh, oh yeah. Sheet, all the, oh my god, that for some when when the little girl was running. I, I, that's another thing. I think I'm just getting old and turning into a big puss, but I was like, Oh my God, that poor little thing, you know, that was such a good scene. Yeah. I like that too. So anyway. uh, we can rate this. Um, I, I, I quite liked it. Um, I'll be, I'll be checking out, which maybe may be a mistake, but I'll be checking out more millennium Godzilla movies. <laughs> I'm going to watch the mid eighties one again, because my brother and I used to watch that when we had it on VHS that we recorded off TV. Cause they did this whole when they played it here, it was called Godzilla 1984 in Japan. But when they brought yeah, it here, they that. called it Godzilla 1985. And they had this whole tie-in with Dr. Pepper. And I remember <laughs> they had these... Uh, they didn't talk about Dr. Pepper in the movie. But they uh, they would have these Dr. Pepper commercials where Godzilla would like be destroying Tokyo or something. Or at least a really cheap-looking guy in a, you know, guy in a Godzilla-type suit. And he would like... Uh, the one I remember is Godzilla, like you know, crashing through Tokyo or whatever, and he g- grabs this like drink off the top of a building, like a like a, an ad, and it actually yeah, has it, drink yeah, of in it. Of course, it has Doctor Pepper. <laughs> no, well, no, it has. It was a not. It was not Doctor Pepper. Oh. So he spits it out, <laughs> and then like blows fire or whatever, and then he like breaks off a Doctor Pepper, and he enjoys that one, but. So my brother and I used to watch that, and it had the commercials still in it, so we would still watch the Dr. Pepper commercials and everything. But, um, And I remember that like, one being a lot more serious. Like It, it yeah. had like big bugs, like these kind of... Uh, I'm going to watch that, actually. These like kind of like ticks that hang out on Godzilla that would actually eat people, too. Um, what were you going to say? The, um, I was just found the picture of when they found uh, Gojira's bones underwater. Mm-hmm. And then you watch Pacific Rim and the big aircraft carrier deal. Mm-hmm. Is that? A, do you think? I mean, that is that a total homage? The Pacific Rim is an homage to lots of things. Yeah, Godzilla. lots of yeah, different. Yeah, ones. yeah. There's if you you'll see a lot of Godzilla storyline stuff in, and that is that's that was what Pacific Rim was supposed to be. So the the whole people thing, and you know, like I mean, like this movie, this movie, it's the Pacific Rim. If you think about it, could be like a remake of this one alone. You right. know, uh, there's a lot of things where, you know, you have person failing, you know, military person failing, coming back years later uh, because they are the best at what they do, uh, having to create new and improved weapons to uh, encounter this new and improved force of nature that's coming. This to one did not have Ron Perlman in it, though. And that <laughs> honest guy, when he, he showed really up good. in that fucking movie, I did not know he was in it. <laughs> and they kept saying, you know, the guy's name. Oh, watch out for the. And I was like, who the fuck? You know, and the the guy walks in and and he turns around. I'm like, holy fucking shit! He was funny. And I liked him a lot in that movie. That was like a Sons of Anarchy fucking reunion. And then the po- picture I posted of Ron Perlman dressed in drag for that new movie. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam's the star of that. So that's another Sons of Anarchy. They must. I wonder if they don't have something going on, like a like a relationship. You heard yeah. it here first. Um, so yeah, I give it a 7.5. This is a very enjoyable movie. It's a lot of fun. 
I give it an 8.5. Yeah. I'm trumping you, and I, I – oh, God, Hulk Hogan in a thong. Jesus. <laughs> no, I really liked it. I thought it was awesome, and uh, I will rewatch this one. Uh, it's fun watch. Nice. And that chick, I like – There, you can't beat having a, a really cute, hot chick. That kicks ass. That kicks ass. It's uh, Every Jesus. guy loves that. Kicks ass for the Lord. Wendy right. even said that. She said, guys just want to get the shit beat out of them, you know? They <laughs> buy a hot chick. I, uh, I, I like Gentle better. I like It's fun I in a movie, like but I'm not in real life. I'm the dominant one, and there ain't nobody that's going to do that to me. <laughs> I take charge. All right, let's take a break and come back and do some Sonny Chiba Executioner. Yeah, we'll be right yeah. back. Versus Godzilla. Yeah. GGTMC live for you fresh yeah Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service breaking films down and turning them around giving recommendations that are always on point visit ggtmc.com for more information The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema Bringing class to the trash since 1977. Boy, the clue. He was 12 years old. He fell from the roof on Kathy was 11 He was a friend of mine. Executioner or Chokugeki, Chokugeki, Jikoku Jin, damn it. <laughs> Directed by Teruo Ishii, starring Shinichi Chiba, Eiji Go, and Yutaka Nakajima. Uh, three street toughs are hired to take down a Tokyo drug dealer in this hard hitting Toei karate action film. Yeah, Zom. Had you seen this before? No. Yeah. What did you think of Executioner? Well, I have to add a, a fucking total coincidence. When I was driving home this morning, I was listening to Talk Without Rhythm podcast with El Goro mm-hmm. and and Cancer Man. No, he's been on there in a while, but you know, uh, it was um, the uh, Basketball Diaries and. Uh, what's the ass to ass Jennifer Conley dildo oh, uh, movie? Uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, the Aronofsky movie. Yeah. Well, they were covering that. And, of course, since they played did Basketball Diaries, I think they were either playing this song or talking about it. And when you started playing, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking weird. I forgot who There was, is a god. <laughs> I forgot who uh, suggested this one this week. Sorry, whoever. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I think it was Sini, Sin, Shinichi Chiba. God, I wish. Would it be awesome if he called into the show? Ryuichi Koro. Now, I want to say, before you start reviewing, before you start talking, the uh, Sonny Chiba, for me, my favorite martial arts star. 
Um, uh, he is the baddest motherfucker in martial arts films today. I, uh, I, today. He, he's I fucking like, awesome. I love his kind of, I'm going to shit face. Yes. When he, he fucking like punches expressive. somebody, it's not just all, it's not just all like flash kicks, super fast punches and done and like run on to the next. It's like he'll hit a dude in the gut and just like, and like, like it just sticks there. And then he, yeah, he kind of poses and makes <laughs> yes. a fucking weird goofy face or I've, something. I've always liked Chiba the best of any, like, I mean, this is, you know, we're talking all of them. Bruce Lee, whatever. Bruce Lee is amazing, but fucking Chiba for me. Man, always been my favorite. I like his. I like his movies, and his movies are always trashier too. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the fighting isn't as crisp as like say Enter the Dragon, which was really bad. But um, but I mean, it's just uh, he just has this charisma. Well, Bruce Lee had fucking charisma coming yeah. out of his goddamn fucking pinky, you know, like a ton of it. Uh, but it's just different. It's he different. is uh, he is like the Henry Silva. And as opposed to say like a Steve McQueen or something like that, but okay. So anyway, we have this movie called The Executioner. And when I told Love, "Hey, let's review this Gojira movie," uh, you know, it's really good. Da, da, da. And uh, we got we'll do another Asian movie, and we'll call this the uh, episode without honor and humanity. Wink, wink. Okay, uh- <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um. I started watching this, and I got to tell you, people, listen up. I was fucking so entertained by this goddamn movie <laughs> that it became like a like an all time favorite on the first watch. Yeah, uh, this movie is it. Okay, of course, Ocean's Eleven. They had eleven guys. Now this only had like you know three guys. <laughs> But it kind of had that feel. Sonny Chiba made up for eight of them. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and each one of them had their own personality. You had kind of Frankenstein head. Um, <laughs> that dude uh, is so ugly. Yes, he's, he is like an ex-cop who resigns. Uh, they're trying to fight a war on drugs in, is it Tokyo? Or yeah. just Japan in general. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so the commissioner is like Commissioner Gordon, and him and uh, uh, um, and I also watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy all the way through with Gary Oldman. Forgot about that, and it just came to me because it was sort of the same thing where uh, Control and Smiley. Smiley was Control's right hand man. Control was the number one guy in MI6. Same thing here. You had the commissioner, and then Frankenstein head guy, which I guess that would have been. Uh, A.G. Go? Um, hang on. I, I, I Ichiro Sakura? Takeshi was his name, I think. Uh, oh, Takeshi Hayato is Makoto uh, Sato. Yeah. Ma- okay. Mak- Makoto Sato played plays Takeshi, the former... He was a former uh, narcotic, vice narcotics yeah. uh, A cop. really good detective, yeah. And he, But he is now... He's left the police force um, to... And he makes money by doing hits for the Yakuza. Right. And, uh, but he, when he does hits, he's li- he literally hits. He doesn't fucking use a gun. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and he has the same uh, like uh, ethics or whatever or code as Angel Eyes in um, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, whereas 
Angel Eyes went to see the first guy he's going to kill, and the guy says, I'll give you – they said, how much they pay me to kill you? Uh, $300. He said, well, I'll give you uh, $600 uh, to kill him. And so he goes, okay, I'll take it. And the guy thinks he's off the hook, but he's like, but I, I always finish a job if I take it on. So I'm going to kill you. I'll still go kill the guy you're paying me to kill, but I'm going to kill you still too. So he, <laughs> he does that. Now, to keep this all straight, because I'm not going to remember all the names or try and re- I'm, I'm going to refer to uh, uh, Takashi. Takeshi. Takeshi as Frankenstein head guy. Okay. Okay. Sonny Chiba is Sonny Chiba. That's easy to remember. And the other guy is Blue Denim Leisure Suit. Or, or he can be the, he's the lecherous guy. Or <laughs> well, he is a lech. Boner. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, <laughs> Can't believe they put a boner in this movie. Oh yeah, well God, yeah, he had a hell of a fucking schlong too. Yeah, he did. Uh, so anyway, um, the Frankenstein head ex cop he decides that he's going to put together a. He gets together with his his uh, boss, the the old commissioner, and they both had resigned. Or no, the commissioner's still in in office, right? Yes, the commissioner's still in office, and the, with the, the 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 case they're dealing with, he can't send. And I don't remember what the explanation was, but basically can't send typical law enforcement. He so he's hiring these guys. Maybe it's because that he wants them taken out as opposed to uh, right. It's arrested. like the secret. It's like in Marvel Comics, the Secret Avengers. They yeah. do the dirty shit, or X Cable and X. Right, right, right. They do the stuff that the X Men or the Avengers can't do because it would make them look bad. It, they are the Black Ops guys. Right. So anyway. Um, he goes and he gets he hire a Chiba. They show him and they go really in depth in the, well, in, in his backstory big time because he's kind of like a Scott Adkins in Ninja, where except he's not Caucasian. Uh, he's learning to be, be, become a ninja and he has this old fart, long haired uh, granddad, granddad guy who what was the guy in Kill Bill that's in all the Hi, May. I may sort yeah. of that kind of guy, yeah, yeah. and he's training him from the time he's a little kid. He beats his ass, beats shit out of him, hurts him all the time. Fucking gets him down, puts him in these holds, and fucking kicks his ass all the time. And uh, it's like a uh, uh, Kato in uh, in the Pink Panther with Cluzo. He's always attacking him and shit. And so Chiba gets sick of it when he gets older, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm getting the fuck out of here." And he packs his suitcase and he's trying to sneak out. Well, the old guy's a ninja, so he's hiding in the shadows up in the ceiling or behind a wall or hanging from his fucking toes or whatever. And he's like, where are you going? And he can't see him. And, he's, and he goes, uh, I'm going to uh, go to the bathroom. And he goes, with the suitcase? And he's like, well, I'm doing this. And he goes, you don't look like you have to shit. <laughs> the look on your face doesn't look like you have to shit, which is pretty funny. So then the old man teaches Chiba how to become a ninja. So Chiba is... He wants, yeah, he wants him to carry on the... the the Koga Ninja clan. Yeah, the clan. And, and Chiba's like, he's young. And it starts off, I mean, he's really young. I mean, he's a kid. and yeah. uh, But it, it goes up to when he's like probably 20. He's um, got the giant bushy fucking eyebrows. Yeah, and then and, and then he's still being trained to be a Koga Ninja. And he's like, man, I just want to go and be young get and have puss, fun. And drink. get some puss and drink and smoke some pot. And you're fucking making me cling to the ceiling and disappear in smoke bombs. <laughs> Beating my ass. Getting me down sticking your fingers in my butthole. And then, you know, making oh, me wait. suck them. What? Anyway, I watched some good porn this week. I, I, I watched some uh, Seika clips. And they were awesome. They're like real super old ones, and you can tell they're dubbed, but goddamn, she was hot. So anyway, <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with this movie. Um, so 
Frankenstein head ex cop decides he he's gonna he wants to get a small band of guys together to take on this this group, and he kind of has some connections, and so he gets um, uh, Sonny Chiba, and then he gets this other guy, and I wasn't sure at first because he has Sonny Ch- he has Sonny he has Sonny <laughs> Chiba break this dude out of prison, and this is blue denim suit lech guy. Yes. And you think, okay, you know, he must be a badass too or whatever. Now, he does show some skills and everything, but he's kind of just like, like Loaf said, just kind of a lech. He's, he's always trying to... Comedic relief. That's, I don't, yeah. it, he was almost worthless to their team. Yeah, I, I would have thought if, if he would have had, he would have had some kind of skill, like he would have been like a, a master uh, uh, locksmith thief or something like that. They should have just chosen his um, Frankenstein head's number one... The guy at Student. the dojo, the 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 Bruce Lee looking dude. Yeah, he was pretty badass, and he got brought in toward the end as kind of like a back to, a reserve. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like Black Belt Jones. You know, okay, I'm going to go to your dojo. Hey, you need to come help me out and bring your guys too. You know, and then let's go eat some McDonald's. And so anyway, um, let's see. Uh, old shaggy headed fart uh beats chiba's ass that's a note uh chiba screamed there was a part and i cannot remember what it is now but i specifically put a note that chiba screamed like a woman so i imagine that the pi may guy if i can beat his ass or did something to him um there's he does lots, that a few times yeah, oh, yeah. Ah! there there's some really cool uh f- yet f- funny and I guess, you know, kind of gory effects in this where you have the bright red fucking blood and somebody will get hit and then they'll spin around. They have their back to you. He'll hit them in the stomach or something. And then when they turn around, this fucking bright red blood just pours out of their mouth. Or or bright blue paint. Yes, the bright blue paint too. <laughs> we'll get to that. And then uh, Chiba um, also, um, he... It's like it's like in uh, Street Fighter when he rips the guy's pecker off and yeah. it's nuts. Uh, he, I think that I don't know. I've only seen a few Sunny Chiba movies, but I I don't know if this is like a common thing where they, they're <laughs> going to have re- some remove body parts. Yeah, he 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 reaches he punches this guy. I guess he can hit so hard that he can punch into your chest cavity, and then he pulls out like a chicken bone or something that's supposed to be like your rib, and then he knocks the goo goo eyes out of this guy. He punched him, and 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 the guy when the guy spins because they always do it where you see Chiba punch the guy and the guy's backs to you and then when he flies spins around, this guy's fucking giant eyeballs are hanging out of their sockets like fake those fake glasses you got at Halloween that are on like springs. <laughs> yeah. and that's what they look like. Yes, there was a, I posted the screenshot of that on the group. <laughs> that was that that one right there. I was like, holy shit, this is hilarious. <laughs> because and that's the thing about this movie. It has a lot of, of good fighting and stuff in it, but like I said, like Ocean's Eleven, it's kind of lighthearted and has mm-hmm. like some funny shit. A lot of funny shit. Um, yeah, like I when you know, back to the police the the or sorry, the jailbreak. So they I don't again, I don't know why they have to have the lecherous dude except to have some dick jokes in there, but <laughs> they <laughs> they have to break him out of prison and Chiba you they they that's why primarily uh Chiba is chosen, I think, is because he can use his ninja skills to sneak into this prison, get the dude out. And it's funny because they have names for each other. So Frankenstein Head always calls Chiba Koga. Like or or because of his clan. Because of his clan. 
Chiba always calls the lecherous dude klutz because he's always like tripping or something like that. Well, he's always trying to either hit Chiba and Chiba just sidesteps him or <laughs> does shit to him and but makes so, him look like an ass. But that was funny when they were doing the whole that old that old trick where the ninjas hide under the water with like the the bamboo pipe and they can breathe. Well, he has these plastic pipes and they hide in this little reservoir to hide from the dogs after spreading. Well, first he's spreading pepper. <laughs> was funny because he goes it's just, to cover the scent and then the it makes the, the one guy he's like want to sneeze it's like well shit you know just, cover the scent but they're going to hear yeah, it yeah he's not even sprinkling it he just throws like the whole container at one thing in their and, own faces he's sprinkling it in the air not even behind them on the ground but then they hide in the water and like <laughs> that dude that the little noise there's like a little piece of paper or something on top of yeah, uh, the lecherous dude top of and thing. it's making this little like noise as he's trying to breathe through it and Sheba fucking picks up water and the wet towel and just stuffs it down into the pipe and like uh, makes the dude choke <laughs> let's see uh, there was a there was a prison guard in this that had really big buck teeth Oh, that, that was put, the one with the watery eyes Yeah, big buck tooth prison guard that's a note um, <laughs> the, now there's of course now they have a chick in this movie and I think that you know it was kind of like okay, oh, she, she is attracted to Chiba, of course. It's kind of like the Henry Silva Woody Strode thing, where Henry Silva is like being real cocky and trying to hit the, <laughs> the hit on the big titted redheaded chick in Italian Connection, but Woody Strode is just playing it cool, not saying nothing, standing there flexing his pecs with his tight red shirt on. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here, where lecherous guy uh, or klutz. He is uh, always fucking hitting on her. He's looking at her pussy under the table and, and putting his hand on her leg and everything. And um, she she kind of turns him on because she says that her nickname was Octopus. And so he's like, what? Yeah, what was, it, what was he said about an octopus? I took that. I actually took that note. My nickname is Octopus. He said, uh, yeah, what would it be like to screw a girl who clings like an octopus? Yeah. And then, I, of course, when they said that, it kind of grossed me out because I started thinking that her pussy would look like that guy's beard in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean that was like an octopus Ugh. face. My my yeah. my wife waxed somebody once, and she said they had like some pennies. kind of she had some kind of uh, sickness or something, and she had like what looked like an octopus sucker on her vagina. No, that's not. Uh, that would turn me off. That is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> wax that puss. Yeah. Wax that whatever. But, um. Now they there's a criminal syndicate, and they use this uh, what do you call it a diplomat's they the, this diplomat's daughter she's mute she's Caucasian uh, she's mute uh, really kind of plain looking hippie chick she probably yeah. could have been in Charles Manson's gang except she's not dirty she just kind of has that straight blonde hair parted in the middle of, you know sign of the times and and because it's diplomatic immunity and they have the diplomatic car and pouches and stuff they smuggle the drugs through that and um now the guy that is the head of this he's kind of your criminal mastermind guy he walks around with a cane that kind of has a sword in it and shit and of course it seemed like most of the guys that he hired to be his they said you know one guy said let me let me uh let me get guns in there, you know, because it kind of it kind of kills it in a martial arts movie when they it's like Enter the Dragon, the island strictly forbidden guns, so it's just hand to hand or nunchucks or size and shit like that, or bow staffs. So and that's what the one guy even says, let me uh, let me get some guns and we'll kill these fuckers because Chiba and his 
the the gang, the three guys, they've kind of been throtting some of the stuff that's been going on. They get in some ninja or some karate fights or gung fu, kung fu, whatever, hawk, chock, sock. And uh, so anyway, um, I I I'm actually friends with a dude who is a I guess whatever the black belt would be called in it in in the type of martial art that uh, that ninjas would have used. Mm-hmm. And this dude can take a fucking pencil and like throw it into a tree. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, does it stick in the tree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like oh, in, okay. embed a pencil into a tree. <laughs> yes. Like this, I saw uh, Ricky Jay throw a, uh, a, a playing card into a watermelon and make that's, it stick. That's pretty cool. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that or was it Ricky? Like, like Ricky Gambit. Jay? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but real, not Gambit, like but kind. real. Um, so anyway. Um, most of the the martial arts guys that he hires to fight uh, Chiba and his men are not uh, Asian. He hires like these. That one guy is an Italian guy, Leon. I think they're two Italian brothers, and they just fucking yeah. like one of them bites the other dude's ear off. And shit. Yeah, bite the guy's <laughs> ear off. But then he has the one dude that is an Asian guy. And he's like real cool, calm, and collected. And he's just like laying out. And when he's laying out in the sun, he takes like a pussy magazine and he flips through it and finds a picture that he likes of like some hot chick. And then he puts it over his face while he sleeps. And the other two <laughs> Italian guys that are kind of gross, it's kind of look like maybe kind of like a George Eastman kind of a guy. Uh, right. He's got tattoos on his chest. And he's trying to provoke that guy. Oh, his and name that was guy, Blazer Nishima. It was a cool name. Yeah, Blazer was cool. And, and, uh, uh, he's like, you know, I'll beat the fuck out of both you guys. And he's getting ready to, and then the guy's like, you know, you fucking knuckleheads knock it off. Um, so anyway, let's see. There was a point in time, and I can't remember what it was, where Chiba knocked out his own guy. Or, you know, he was fighting somebody else, and uh, I don't remember what happened there. Uh, Blue no, oh, it was when they, they got in an argument, and he was like, uh, the dude was like, you know, you can't, you can't hurt. It was Frankenstein head. They got in an argument. Well, and when they fought with the the... The that was the one was kind of like a uh, fistful of dollars deal. Yeah, where, yeah the, he did the Clint Eastwood gag. Uh, with yeah, the, yeah, with the metal. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, do we want to say what that is? Yeah, it no. doesn't really spoil anything. It's just a funny no. moment. Where like in in fistful of dollars, where you know at the oh, end, that's spoiling fistful. Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. Okay, yeah, fuck it. Okay, but anyway, they do this thing where where Frankenstein heads kind of like you know I'll fight your ass because they never showed if Frankenstein head had any skills. We just thought he was a cop. He could chop like crazy, yeah, because he yeah. Would, he would chop and, somebody in the head and they'd be dead. Yeah, and he kind of got in this weird funky stance that looked kind of goofy, but then you know, but so he just tells he pisses Chiba off because he leaves Chiba behind. They 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 scam this uh this dope at uh dope I like saying dope um, <laughs> at like a party. And uh, then when they get in the car, it's like the the thing you do when you're a teenager and your friend gets out of the car, and then every time he walks up the car, you pull ahead, and you just he did that to Chiba, like just like good fucking with him, and he knows Chiba's this badass who's got a temper and everything. So then uh, he's he's just I think he's just kind of he's an old wise veteran, so mm-hmm. he kind of uh, fucks with Chiba, even though Chiba could probably really whip his ass, and he tricks him into fucking falling in this goddamn hole. And then he tells him, he says, you know, all the shit we've been doing is going to make them 
want to get all the drugs that they can get, put it all together, and it's going to be worth like a billion fucking dollars or ten billion or something yen or whatever. So he's like, okay. He get uh, suddenly he's not mad anymore. He's like, fuck, you know, hell, we can get all this money. But he tells Chiba, he's like, you know, if you want to fucking fight me, let's fight. And he kind of goads him, and then he does a little gimmick to Chiba, which is funny. Uh, but if you watch the movie, you'll know. And if you've seen it, you'll know what we're talking. Um, <laughs> There are some uh, Italian connection like clothes in this. We had uh, uh, some, uh, the, of course, the blue denim leisure suit uh, with the denim, uh, like light blue denim hat that the lecherous guy wears. His clothes uh, are so bad. <laughs> and then at one point, somebody's wearing some yellow, mustard yellow pants. And then I think somebody had like a, a yellow bathrobe on, like uh, uh, a. Oh, who was couch. wearing that robe? Yeah. Because uh, I made a note of it. I don't think I got to it yet. Uh, Chiba jumps on a guy's stomach, a la Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> yes! Uh, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Sullivan used to wrestle, and he would like give the guy a snapmare down to the mat, and when the guy would be laying there just flat out prone, he would just take both feet, jump up in the air, and just stomp on the guy's stomach. Didn't fucking Jumbo Saruta used to do that off the top? Like Probably. do the stomach stomp? And you'd have to have some fucking pretty goddamn tough stomach muscles, you know? Yeah. Because uh, Kevin Sullivan, even though he was short, he was thick. Yeah, he was a big dude. Yeah. Uh, I met him. I have a picture of me with him in the ring. Nivek Navalis. He, uh, you know what? I, I saw a little documentary about independent wrestling. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he didn't seem too bad. Yeah. Uh, things just kind of went shitty for him when they did the uh, Nancy thing, oh, Sullivan yeah. thing, uh, where she was supposed to go with Chris Benoit and fall in love with him, and then it actually, that's what happened. Uh That kind of sucked. And then we Um, all know what happened after that. Chiba pulls out somebody's chicken bone. It was Mm -hmm. supposed to be a rib, but I put somebody's chicken bone. (laughs) That Um, was, that, okay, that that whole fight scene, this this fight scene is, if I guess if anything, is probably my uh, make or break, uh, to borrow a term, from this movie, because this is Chiba's, uh, Charisma on display. It's ridiculous, but it's awesome. He's he's just um, almost gotten caught uh, swiping some shit in a in a club, and he's chased out by the thugs, and so it ends up like uh, the the first big showdown on the street. There's spilled paint, so he's just like insulting these dudes by putting wet paint on All his the feet. Paint, yes. Oh my god, it is it is so good. But he's like he puts yellow paint and blue paint on his feet and just kicks these dudes and is like. You know, when you were saying earlier, when they would show, like, the guy's back would be to the camera, yeah. then they would get kicked, and they'd turn around and be damaged. This one, they turned around, and they have a big fucking painty footprint on their face. And then when the one dude, he pushes them up against the fence, and it's like, smack, 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 back and forth, and then smushes his fucking painty-ass foot right into the dude's face. <laughs> this is where my notes got fucked up, because when I was writing... <laughs> I put blue, and when I was talking about the yellow pants and uh, the blue suit, it actually says blue and yellow paint. Oh. <laughs> and I thought it said pant. And Chiba uh. <laughs> in this scene, like, I love when uh, Chiba does the rapid fire, like, backhand punches and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, real, cool, real fast. It's like, psh, 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 like, and he does that in this, that he does where he, like, he jumps uh, up on a dude's like shoulder and rides him down with his knee in the dude's back. That's um, the Ivan Koloff move. The I Ivan saw Koloff him do move. That to Paul Orndorff. In he Parkersburg. he he pulls out. <laughs> he punches a dude in the gut and pulls out his rib. Which I wonder if that's a is that a uh, 
is a ninja move? Is that something? Because the guy How was. How could you do that? Well, the Frankenstein you would have dude. have something to cut through the skin. Your fingers, like you man. Your, your, of... your hand is moving so fast. Your nah, fingers. Yeah. Bit. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that's possible. No, well, it's not possible. But the, uh, but the, you know, that's why. I don't that's think why it Frankenstein. Is. Maybe it is. That's why Frankenstein head was was playing a trick on him because he's like, I well, you know, I know about ugly. that rib thing you're gonna do. I'm telling you what, if he had, uh, um, I don't know, man. His he that that's an odd looking dude. He kind of looks like somebody that like a Sergio Leone would find for an old Westman. He had a really <laughs> different kind of face, not Warren Oates, but something kind of. His head just was flat on the top. <laughs> he was an ugly dude. Yeah, he was Frankenstein. And then um, when when uh, when Chiba gets in the fight with the black guy in the hotel, and then he does the rapid fire like. <laughs> like down he's like starts in his face and then his chest and his gut <laughs> i guess you got down there and like just start sucking his dick <laughs> yeah uh, oh, wait i think chiba told i can't remember who said this to who but this is of course dubbed and they say you are a ferocious thief i'll oh, see i watched it in japanese i don't okay. remember i don't remember where that, where that would have been the hell did i watch it fucking no oh. maybe i did watch it in japanese and it just said that <laughs> but he says you are a ferocious thief that's weird cuz i can't remember I'm sure I got I have watched the same one you did because you said it too. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, like a lot of Asian movies, for some reason they they have something against the vagina. They'll show the tit, <laughs> but they pixeled out some pussy because Chiba. There's several times where he would go to kill somebody, and when he would go to kill him, they'd be fucking a woman. And so then he would get horny and jump on the woman in the middle of the fight and start trying to fuck her. <laughs> And I think the, the the blue suit guy did that too. He saw that guy fucking that one woman, and she got up, and he saw her tits and everything, and and uh, I, uh, or maybe that was uh, it, it was Chiba both times. It was it was uh, it just was horny. It was the one dude, and he he thanked the one woman. He handed her a robe, right? Because she was like, "Kill him, get him, get him!" And he just kicks the dude's ass, and then she's standing there naked the whole time screaming, and he hands her a robe after looking at her. He's like. Thank you. And like says it in English and then walks off. And then but he gets the, in bed with the one that starts well, trying to fuck that, her. Yeah, that's the, the that's and, the the black couple. And that and wasn't after the fight. That was during the fight. During the fight, he's under the the dude's like, where did he go? And she was under the covers with his head like nestled would, in this woman's giant floppy tits. If you're in the middle of a fight and you're like, where'd the guy go? He's a ninja. Where'd he go? And you look over and he's fucking your girlfriend. <laughs> that was so funny. He's like <laughs> like motorboating yeah. her. And um, then he gets out of the way, and the dude chops her right in the gut. Harry Mustard Bathrobe must have been the other guy that he threw the the thing to the, his woman after he killed him. Yeah, the British. I have the a British, Harry Mustard Bathrobe. Yep, yep. Uh, and like I said, they, these they they have these Caucasian people in here, and they're all ugly. They're all hairy. <laughs> they're all weird looking. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Chiba always attacks when they're fucking. That's a no. <laughs> Oh, and the chick that the chick that he jumped into bed with and tried to fuck was a black chick. I don't know what what important what importance that is, but it's what my <laughs> note says. Uh, Leon of Sicily is the weirdo that bit the other guy's ear. Mustard pants killed five in the ring. That so was that blazer. Blazer, pants, had, blazer had yeah, mustard pants. He had mustard pants. There's a lot of mustard ass stuff, which, like I said, that th- takes me back to uh, GGTMC and uh, Italian Connection. Anything that's mustard, uh, <laughs> colored clothing, or Dwight Schrute shirt. Um, uh, Chiba f- uh, fights a, a dog as like a boxer. 
they don't show the dog, the fight though. That you just hear it. the 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 guy kind of uh, has like a guard dog, and and it it hears Chiba in this. Uh, he's trying to infiltrate this place, and the dog starts attacking him. And they, I guess, they didn't really they couldn't get the dog to to fight, or they didn't want to take a chance of anything. So, you know, I was kind of hoping. You know, you hear about these uh Asian movies where a guy punches a bull. Was that Chiba? That was a Chiba movie Fights too. A bull. Yeah, he So I thought we'd have a dog fight, but they didn't really show anything. That one was uh, I'll look at I looked up the name of that one. Now Chiba at one point I thought he had a full like fishnet long sleeve shirt on under his like leisure <laughs> yes! suit. But then when he fucking starts fighting, he takes the the leisure suit like or a shirt or whatever he had on and he has it looks like what Kirk Douglas had on in uh, Spartacus like it, but it wasn't chain mail it was just like a fishnet it was a single mesh sleeve which One actually sleeve gets used that had a strap it actually gets used yeah it's kind of fucked up well he uses uh, that as a nun, as a nunchuck he yeah, that's that, true. That yeah. was awesome. I didn't know what the fuck turned into the nunchuck. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Because it looked like he was cutting people up with it. it, it was it sharp or something? No, it just he was just hitting the dude like flat yeah. on the face with his fucking nunchuck and blo- drawing blood every time. Um, so karate- oh, the one guy says uh, this was a, kind of a stupid line, but um, one guy's last dying words or "Please take care of my car payment." <laughs> that was a that was a gag that they referenced earlier. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, man, you man, you play dirty. Somebody says Chiba makes uh, fall in denim leisure suits eyes. Oh, it makes shit fall in denim leisure suits eyes. They were crawling out of this tunnel <laughs> on this uh, uh, where they had to. It was like a it was like a pipe. And they had to put their feet against one side of the wall and their back against the other side and shimmy up. And Chiba had the dope and denim suit was trying to get it from me because he's like, you're going to try and take it for yourself. And Chiba just kind of wiggles back and forth and all this soot falls down in denim guy's eyes. Um, Chiba says, I'm not gay during a car chase. Uh, Chiba climbs a rope uh, with a hook. Oh, he throws like a grappling hook, kind of a ninja thing, and it just gets stuck in this guy's thigh. And then he climbs up it while it's in this guy's thigh. But for some reason, when leisure, he he puts the soot in the leisure suit guy's eyes, and then there's like a a cable. And I guess Chiba takes like his belt or something and puts it over the cable so he can slide down the cable. And leisure well, he, suit, no, he he flips off. But why uh, did he just out of the blue say I'm not gay? Because the, well, that was in the car when the guy was the the Frankenstein head was in the back seat and he was telling him ram them in the rear and he's like. No, I'm not gay. Okay. It was just a bad I didn't joke. get that. I was like, well, I thought he just said it on the blue. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it said it in the car. It was I'm not gay because the guy told him to ram the like ram the car in front of him in the rear. We have an epic Champion two- of Death, by the way, is the name of that movie that he fights the bull in. Oh, and okay. it's based on it's based on the okay. a guy like named uh Matsu uh Masutatsu Oyama, who was actually Chiba's teacher in real life. Is- Which in real life translates into Manny Fernandez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fought a bull and then I beat up Terry Taylor and Ric Flair, and then I beat up <laughs> Carl Gotch and fucking uh Boss Rutten. Um there is an epic two dummy fall. Ah, oh, yes. I took that the mesh sleeve and the dummy fall in yes. my last two notes. We usually just get one dummy. This is two dummies at the same time. And they fall. linger way too long on it, so you see yeah. their legs all flopping around. Yeah, they should have done. <laughs> uh, there's a scene uh, in this where um, the uh, 
it's just a funny scene and I just like it, it just shows you just kind of like a a little funny thing that they added where throughout the movie Frankenstein head guy will take a cigarette out to smoke it and Chiba will take it from him and he'll start smoking it and he'll <laughs> take it back from him and then in this one part uh uh he offers Chiba a cigarette and when Chiba gets it out it's like all fucking bent and Chiba's face <laughs> Just, I mean, he knows how to sell with his yeah, face. Yeah, he's good. And it was just awesome. But anyway, I mean, I don't have too much more. It, it, I liked uh, Blazer or whatever, or whatever the hell his Bla- name was. Blazer Nishima. He just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, and, well, I'm not going to say what happens. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but he was cool. And like I said, like you said, the, the, um, the what's-his-name student guy kind of came out of nowhere. Because you just thought it was going to be... Chiba, Frankenstein head, and blue leisure suit versus the criminal gang. But then there's a couple of guys that, uh, you know, you don't think they're going to be anything other than maybe a thug or something. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they kind of end up having like more of a part. The, um, I have a couple, a couple things, I guess. They, it was pretty, pretty silly, but gross when the, uh, Koga grandpa was teaching Chiba how to, dislocate his joints to get out yeah. of bindings and it fucking his t- his foot turns like 360 degrees <laughs> it was pretty stupid looking but it kind of gross the um it was funny uh, some of the comedic relief in this um uh, it, it can be really you know it could really bring a movie down but it seems to work everywhere it was in this. on yeah yeah the like when the the when leisure suit kept getting like he's being all cocky, and the, even the commissioner, he just the commissioner was just sitting in a chair and kept fucking karate throwing the dude like across the room. <laughs> he, he would come over like with his hand out, and the commissioner would just toss him across the room like without even getting out of his chair. Um, the but yeah, I mean that guy, you know, he could have he was kind of pointless, but he was there for that. But they did the boner joke where he's like rubbing all on the the yeah, like a John Holmes cock. Yeah, he was he was rubbing on the girl's leg. I don't and, know. Do you think that was real? No. no. <laughs> well, you never know. What do you mean? There's God. no way. The um, but Aww. you know. Chiba sees it and like pokes it with a stick or something. <laughs> he's like, he says, "Oh, it looks awfully eager. You should do your job like that too." And then immediately, Frankenstein head walks up to the window of the car and looks down in the dude's lap, and he's like, "Hey, you look very eager. You should do your job like that." Too. <laughs> you know, shit like that. It was dumb, but That's it was funny. funny. Um, there's nothing like a good shaming <laughs> in an Asian film. And the dude, this one dude who looked like he might've been part Asian, part white, but he was kind of the head of the whole drug thing. Um, makes the mute girl just like take her clothes off in front of all these people and like stand like a like dog. That. that was kind of turned me on. But he, and I mean, he put, I'd like to have a chick that I could, that was like that damn uh, submissive. Well, you could I, be at a party, like a Christmas party, and just be like, take all your clothes off. I don't know if I'd ever noticed this. I'd seen this movie before, and I don't know if I'd ever noticed that the dude, when he's when she's standing there like a dog on her on all fours, he puts the cane like behind her and his cane Between goes right into her ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> well now didn't he take the it was like the sword cane. He took the sword out. The, and he put that the was sword the, I think that was just the cane. Crack. The sword came out a little bit later. Okay. I thought yeah. he put the sword between her ass crack. Well, that would be even more ridiculous. The, um, now, come on, don't judge. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, the I said I love the shit. Well, my I'll just say I love the shit when Sheba doing the rapid fire punches, and he does them a lot in this movie. The and he, with the black dude especially, he like bo- he like speed bag speed bags his face and then his belly. <laughs> and yeah, it was awesome. So Sheba is amazing in this, and I love this movie. So well, we can rate it. 
Um, if it didn't have the comedy, it would it would be good. I thought it was going to be just like Street Fighter, just straight up yeah. badass or whatever. But the comedy adds so much more to it because it it works so well. Uh, 8.75. Boom. I'm there too. 8.75. What? This movie is so cool. Um, I might even like it better than... I might like it better than Street Fighter just because of its I can laugh and find the fun in the in the fighting and and Chiba's on on full display here. I mean, he's doing the yeah. a lot and the yeah. what? screams like he does and yeah. Yeah. Oh man. You know, it's like so if you good. have a, a, a fish bone like a trout <laughs> bone throat. People think Sunny Chiba's coming up on you. Um, let me ask you a question while okay. I still have you on here before we go to the fucking shit sack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Gamera, Guardian of the Universe? Uh, about, like, is that term- a newer one? I've seen I've seen the original Gamera movie and maybe the... Have, what's that? I think I have maybe the new one. Because I rented it and I haven't watched it yet. I, I've seen the original one and the original one's really cheap. His... Uh, they play a funny. They do a funny uh, sight gag about it in in uh, this old uh, cartoon Dragon Ball. But the way the way Gamera used to fly around, his he would go in his shell like a turtle, and then mm-hmm. like there would be like rockets that would come out of the holes, not like but like fire, and he would it would spin around, and he'd fly like a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. So there was a gag they did in Dragon Ball where there was this guy. Um, it was a total Gamera thing, but this. He flies around on uh he's flying in, on a turtle shell and but the turtle shell spins so he huh? like flies off spinning around and when he lands he's trying to act tough and everything but then he like he's dizzy and he throws up <laughs> nice but the um so the uh the, with the Gamera movies the first two are really I mean they're even lower budget than some of the shitty Godzilla <laughs> movies I've seen I believe they redid one in the nineties which was okay but I think they've redone them again and I didn't see any of the newer ones so it really depends on when it was made if I've seen it or not. Well, I think I, for some reason I'm thinking that someone said that this one was good. Let's so see. I don't know. It's the new one, I think. So we'll see. Maybe it is. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the one from the 60s is not good, and there's kids in it that are really dumb. I don't like kids fucking that are dumb. Let's see. Oh, Gamma of the Brave? Is that the one you have? Huh? Gamma of the Brave? Well, let me look here. Uh, from okay. 2000. Oh, oh, I've seen the one from 95, Gamera Guardian of the Universe, and then I've seen Gamera and Gamera versus Baragon from the 60s. And those are shitty. Actually, I might have seen Gamera, Gamera versus, versus Gaios. Which actually that's when I have seen Gaios. Junkyard. You know what I think that the reason that Jim Ross uh well, of course they wanted the WWF to do the commentary, but they used to uh, Jim Ross did some of the commentary on Mid South, but mm-hmm. another guy, um, Boyd Pierce, I think. Yep, yep. Uh, and they said that one of the reasons that he never went to WWF is Vince did not like Southern stuff. He called it wrestling and everything. And if someone had like that kind of vernacular yeah. or that kind of accent, that he wouldn't use them and blah, blah, blah. So, anyway. It's amazing how, what Bill Watts put together. Oh, he had some great shit. It's the first one that the shows he he had like uh, main event matches because you back most of the time when I was growing up, all you saw was every match was a squash match. Yeah, WWF especially like superstars show that came on Sunday morning. It was like if you would see like King Kong Bundy against. George the Animal Steel. That was a rarity. Usually it was fucking like Brooklyn Brawler versus right. fucking 
Hulk Hogan, you know. You'd see like one main event match or something like Bob Backlund against uh Bob Backlund. Bob <laughs> against they would they do it like an angle uh with a top with two top guys maybe once every 6 months or yeah. once every 3 months. And then the rest of it was just enhancement matches where the guy would go out and just crush somebody just to show off his skills. Yeah, and they and they talked about that on the DVD too. How Watts was kind of the first one. Like you'd have fucking hacksaw Jim Duggan or hacksaw Butch Reed against the Junkyard Dog. It'd be on fucking TV, you know. And that was their TV their TV show or, or the, the 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 angle with DiBiase smashing his fucking head open. That was on yeah. That was on TV. But the you know what I really liked about Mid South that they did a lot. They had instead of. Um, they would do the floor camera, but he had a camera on two sides of the ring. Yeah. So you would not. So like on a tag team match, it wouldn't always be faces on the left, heels right. on the right. That it would actually switch to a different camera that was also in the audience, and you would get, you know, you'd get behind like, and and you'd yeah. see, you'd get a better idea of how big the ring was because world class would do that. That they would have like the they they would have a cam a cameraman that would like stand on the apron mm -hmm. or or have, be down and have the camera between the ropes so you wouldn't even see like it wouldn't be like shooting through the ropes like you were looking in the ring and stuff like that the production value started going up because like the old shows it would be one camera you know and that was it so yeah know. Cool. How the fuck we get on that? I don't know. That Who that cares? one really jumped. Uh, let's take a break and we'll come back and do the feeds. <laughs> it was Gamera. Somehow we went to, from Gamera to that. <laughs> that was weird. All right, we'll be right back. Okay. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think that Sid Charisse is a guy and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour. I like that. All right. Uh, we got an email. Dear, this is from Mr. FX. He's, got a, he's starting this feud with uh, Sly here. Dear Loaf and Doc Z, uh, do we need to have an intervention on behalf of Mr. Stallone? I mean, just what the fuck is happening to this whiny, sloped mouth bitch? 
There's just no pleasing the man. Of course, there you isn't. Wouldn't, of course you wouldn't want to choose any of his movies for your final viewing experience, uh, where the earth to become where the earth to become a barren rocky hunk of shit. Hmm, that might be another dig too, Sly, because the vast majority of his films are things not worth seeing twice. Life, uh, life the. Oh, like the premature birth of infants conjoined at the head or an obese man <laughs> walking into McDonald's with a fistful of 20s and a six-pack of extra-large Depends. Ugh. And now I have the great misfortune of hearing Mr. Stallone cry and whine like the oiled-up bitch he is on the Mill Creeps podcast. <laughs> is, uh. there, is there just no stopping this guy in his veins? The greatest action movie of all time may, may well entirely be uh, comprised of of a single how a single thought finds its way from the man's brain all the way down to his slanted mouth and out upon the befuddled ears of the masses something must be done the good doctor needs to put in a few calls much love to you both mr fx thank you mr fx jeez that's harsh that's not me sly that's yeah that's just fans yeah the fans have spoken the fan has spoken the fan has spoken (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fans have spoken when when you, and it scared the shit out of your dog. Yeah, the fans definitely spoke. I I could tell I could tell he jumped because I heard his fucking leash and I saw his ears out of my peripheral vision flopping around. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like what the fuck was that thing? <laughs> uh, okay, got a couple uh, audio sacks as well. Here's the first one. Silver and gold. This is Sammy. Sammy. Over at the GGTFC. The what? So I hear you guys are doing a little silver and gold without honoring humanity. Talking about the executioner. Mm-hmm. Let me keep up. Keep up, keep up, keep up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, I've seen this movie before, but I got to say forever and always now going forward, this movie will always uh, mean something to me. When we were in uh, the Hocking Hills retreat, with the NLTLP guys, and uh, Zom was supposed to be there. He he bowed out due to a uh, to a issue he had. But uh, that, that's not, uh, I, I really wish he would have been there. But we understand, you know. Not every day you get to hang out with uh, Dustin Runnels. Anyway, back on point. The trip was great, and one of the great things about the trip was we watched about nine or ten movies, maybe more than that. Actually, probably more than that. They probably watched some without me. And uh, one of the great things about it was we watched The Executioner. And I got to watch it with Jake and uh, of, of podcasts about Iron Humanity. And Matt and, and, and uh, Justin Oberholzer and all that stuff. And we watched that. And we had such a great time watching The Executioner, man. But the moment, I know you guys don't do make or breaks, but I just want to make sure you guys bring this up. And you probably will. The moment with the paint and Sonny. Yes. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's one of those moments where you just say, yeah, motherfuckers, this it's on now. And that's the great thing about Sonny is he was always he always had those moments in his films. He wasn't always great, I thought, but he always had a moment in his movie where you thought, Man, this motherfucker is just a bad ass. And uh Yeah. I, I mean I don't really know what else to say other than I wish I could have watched it with you guys. I mean, uh I hope you guys dig it. Uh, dig it. I wish you know you guys would have been there to watch it with all of us. We had a blast watching it along with other things, so but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about. I haven't called you guys in a while. Let's see here. I'm having a vitamin water. Mm. Vibe. I like those. Vibe. Yeah. Fruit punch flavored. I'm on an entrance to the expressway right now. Uh, heading That's towards, supposed to be talking uh, on the phone. State. I am uh, possibly, 
I may have bought shoes that are a size too small, which oh. is a bitch. Because um, i got to live with that for a little while until I can get some other shoes. Uh, my toes hurt a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. They are steel toes, so that might that might be a problem, too. Can't stretch um, those out. I just got passed by a Ford Fiesta, <laughs> and uh, that's embarrassing. Um, pretty embarrassing, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else do we got? I don't think it's about it, really. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. The, so with the small shoes thing, uh, thanks. Thank you, Sam. You ride the, um, I went to, I went home to my parents for, there was a a friend of mine from college or really from high school, uh, getting married near where my parents live. And I made the trip and to go to the wedding with, uh, and, and Jane and I were together. So I guess it was about, six years ago, but, uh, I'd forgotten dress shoes. So I'm wearing a, uh, I have a shirt tie, slacks, everything, but I have fucking like sneakers. So what'd your dad think about that? Well, that's, that's, that's where it fits in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, How did I guess? I went to, I, I, I had to borrow some shoes from my dad, some dress shoes. Now I'm about, I don't know. I'm about a, a little over six feet tall. My dad is about five seven, so he's just he's a smaller dude than me. His sh- he wears a size nine shoe, and I wear like eleven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to create. I I looked like a, a fucking like Shoved your big gay feet in his <laughs> tiny shoes. Yeah, I had to. I looked like a like a, a satyr. I fucking like look. I had hooves. They were so tiny oh and. Let me tell you what a bad, what kind of bad mood fucking two small shoes will put you in. I was miserable. I wore these things for only like two hours, but man, I was I was angry by the time I was left this wedding. Everything was getting on my nerves because my feet fucking hurt so bad. But uh, yeah, so I powered through it for for you, Meredith. I did it for you, so I wouldn't look stupid wearing sneakers to your wedding. Oh, I'd wear sneakers. I probably should have worn sneakers. I wore. I ended up wearing sneakers to my own wedding, <laughs> but I didn't to Meredith's wedding. So, but yeah. So, two small care. shoes. Were, I feel your pain. You, you weren't in the wedding, were you? No, I sat in the back row too. Oh, I didn't even see her the whole time. Oh. Um, but uh, of uh, absolute zero just came out my butthole. Uh oh. <laughs> did it? Did it disintegrate your chair? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last feed sack. There you go. This is Yeah, you know, things are good pretty good. I said if expendables free, you know. It's good to hear from Dolph on your podcast last week, you know. He's a great guy. I didn't understand a single word he said, but he's fucking great, you know. The other day we were in the gym, you know, getting big muscles and shit, you know, getting all sweaty. I talked to him for like two hours. I didn't understand a single fucking word he said, but he's fucking great. I love Dolph, you know? Good to hear from him, man. Uh. You know, speaking of expendables, you know, do- fucking Dr. Zob was like, oh, I don't like expendables, too. Zob, you know, we all know you liked it. You fucking, you, on your own episode, you said, like, originally, oh, I don't like this. Then, like, we lay, you watch it, I, I fucking love this movie. So, you know, I, I'm not going to listen to you saying that. He's got a point but, there. You know. Yeah, you guys talk me into You mentioned, it. like, 
fucking me and Stone Cold coming out here, fucking I broke fucking bones and shit. And, you know, why not fucking act that shit? What the fuck? Why would we bother acting that shit when, you know, the whole point is it's fucking real. It looks real. You know? These fucking wrestling men on that fucking, and they're doing, they're wrestling in their underpants, you know? <laughs> fucking, if they did it real, it'd be fucking so much more popular. Right? People would know what you're talking about when you're talking about <laughs> these wrestling men, you know? So, you know, that's why I've made billions of dollars. You don't question my judgment. I fucking know what people want. <laughs> you know, and you, uh, you, you talked about, you know, how you did a light bullet to that, you know? I've got it over there. I'll accept that. But then you compared it to Drive, you know? Drive, a movie that you hated to begin with, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now you've watched it like fucking a hundred times. You're like, I love that I haven't watched Blood the Head a hundred times. Watched it a hundred times. Tell you what. Watch fucking Bullet to the Head 99 more times, right? <laughs> and then at the end of that, if you still don't like it, I'll accept that you don't actually like it. But I can guarantee you're going to fucking love that movie. You watch it another 99 times, you will love Bullet to the Head. Guaranteed. You know, um, fucking, you know, you're talking about boxing, all that kind of shit. Well, Who's the expert on boxing? You know, who's made the greatest fucking boxing action movie of all time? Five times, six times, you know? <laughs> fucking me, the Rocky movies, you know? I made all six of them fucking movies, all about boxing. I fucking know everything, you know? So, Zom, you know, come down next week. We'll fucking, we'll do some spy, you know? I'm trader. I fucking love a bit of boxing, you know? Come to the expendable set. We'll get Dolph involved as well, you know? We fucking love that shit. Yeah, you know? We us to do Dolph just fucking beach over there, you know? Fucking, it's gonna be a mess. You come, you know, you come to us being a bit, you know, like, oh, I'm Dr. Zahn. By the end, you'll be like, yeah, I'm Dr. Zahn, you know? I'm fucking, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm feeling good about it, really. Fucking, I got a lot of good projects on the go, a lot of movies in the pipeline. It's going to be a good few months. The only thing that can make this period better is uh, to have some more of my movies going until it's gold, you know? It's been a while, guys. Come on, all my fans fucking love it when you cover my movies, you know? Do it. Maybe we will. We'll get to some sly movies eventually. Shit, we did that goddamn fucking Dolly Parton movie. Ugh. What other ones have we done? We did Nighthawks. We're gonna, yeah, we got, uh, we did Nighthawks. We got, we have uh, Paradise Alley waiting yeah. in the in the wings, sitting on my coffee table. Yeah. We got to get the Halloween shit out of the way. And <sighs> so yeah, that's what I, for Halloween. That's what I'm. I'm actually uh, revisiting or re- watching some classic horror movies for the first time. I'm gonna so, rewatch uh, classic Stallone movies. Do it, horror. The <laughs> what the oh, the horror, the horror of it all. The uh, so uh, yeah, w- one of them I was starting with was Sleepaway Camp. So the um, we'll uh, we'll take a look at that one, and uh, I got to finish up that one. It's on YouTube. So, but yeah, I'm just trying. I asked everybody on the Facebook group for some recommendations. So I'm gonna try for October to watch only horror movies that I've either forgotten. Or that I missed completely that I probably should have seen by now as a as a genre movie fan. So, uh, so next week on the show we're gonna do this is for uh, 
John, John, is this, is this he say his last name on the, on the knife liquor? He, um, John knife liquor. Yeah. So he, I forgot who else threw in on this, uh, recommendation, but, uh, we're, we're just going to say first it's for him, but this is a, we're doing a, a, a like I say, house guest double feature. So we're going to do the movie House Guest with Sinbad from 1990. No, wait. <laughs> we're going to do Hesher from 2010. You've seen that. I have seen that. It was starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and we're going to and Rain Wilson. And we're going to do Mike's Visitor Q from 2001. A couple 2000s what? movies. So um, I've never seen that one. Me neither. Um, I've heard so, about it. You've heard about it. So uh, you can always send us feed sack. 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com Find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher Find us on silvaandgold.com and join our Facebook group facebook.com our, our growing Facebook Our growing group, growing a little bit every day, every every few weeks growing a little bit uh, facebook.com slash groups slash silvaandgold or just like us Facebook.com slash silver and gold. That's where I just or do you the, could love us. You could love us. I, I, that's where I just do the announcements for the next episode and that's how it sort of thing. So so if you don't want to see the Facebook group, if you don't want to play Facebook group stuff, you can just like us and get announcements about the show. Or you could love us. Or you could love us and get announcements about the show. We'll even talk about you on the show and like say that you're cool. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, so go Red Sox. They start the playoffs start tonight. Sorry about the uh, for game one for the Pirates. That was not not the way to start, but maybe we'll get them tonight, or is it tomorrow? Probably tonight. So uh, that's it for me, Zom. Do you have anything else this week, sir? Nope, nope. I'm gonna go clean some poop out of the back of my car. And until next week, this is a loaf. Bye. Uh.